Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. And we are continuing to go ape shit. We are on the path of the most apes. Oh most apes ever. Most apes ever. <laughs> I've never seen so many apes. Oh, my God, Carl. Uh, There's this, so many apes here. Uh, so let's really quick. So today we're talking about the fourth film? Third film. Third. Fourth, fourth film. film. Fourth, yes. Four out of five. So today we're talking about the fourth Planet of the Apes film, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, 1972, directed by J. Lee Thompson, written by Paul Den, who also wrote two, three, and four. Yes. So this one. And he will also end up uh, getting story credit on five. For battle, right. He didn't write the script for five, but he did plot the story. So starring Roddy McDowell, Don Murray, Ricardo Montalban, Hello, Natalie, <laughs> Natalie Trundy, and Harry Rhodes. Now, dude, Harry Rhodes is... There's There was a weird moment between these two mo- movies where Harry Rhodes plays a character named McDonald in this movie. In the next movie, <laughs> Austin Stoker plays a character named McDonald who's supposed to be this McDonald's cousin. Cousin, yeah. I they got look, really confused. They look almost exactly the I fucking same. I thought it was the same person, so which I. would have made more sense. And that's to end. we'll get to it when we talk about battle. But that's <laughs> right. one, of, one of the many problems I had with that. Did, could they just not get him back? So they were like, I don't know, it's, but it's let's, not. Uh, we'll get to we'll it get to when we, when we do movie, battle. But, but it's not like they've never changed an actor for a main character before in a movie. In a movie, right. And people are like, Oh, is this a new person? Yeah, and it and just then you get it. It feels so weird because they're like, it's his cousin, and I'm like, but isn't it the same guy? And then you look it up, and you're like, it's not, <laughs> not the, same the same guy. guy. And then you but they like did everything they could. Other reasons, and you're like, God damn well, it. Well, dude, they did everything they could to make them look identical. Yeah. They have the same hair everything. style. We'll get to it. Anyway, right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is Conquest, 1991 Maxwell, the future, <laughs> where cats are dead, dogs are dead, colored fabrics are dead. I wrote, I wrote down the year 1991. The place, Guantanamo 8. <laughs> Dude, yep. this movie opens so harsh. It does. <laughs> it is you, fucking brutal. Apparently, there was a pre-title sequence that was too violent, and they had to cut it because they were going to give more, it... More violent than this? Than this, and they were going to give it an R rating. Well, this one... This it got one, PG. This finally. Only, which it's is, a hard PG, man. Dude, I don't know why... I don't know why this got PG. This was not as fucked up as. Oh, I thought this was the, dar- the darkest of all of them. Actually. Did you think so? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I gotta... think it's maybe because I'm so deep into Philip T- uh, Philip Kaldiuk, Philip K. Dickland right yeah. now that I'm, I'm putting a lot of stuff on. You're so deep in the dick. <laughs> so, I'm so deep in the dick, <laughs> but I'm putting a lot of that on top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seeing it through that lens, but man. but man, this. Uh, I wanted yeah. to. I wanted to mea culpa this when we started. Uh, I don't like this movie. You don't. Okay. I do like this one. I didn't, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. This okay. one I dig. I dig because it um, it's super dark and I just like the feel. I like these style of like 60s and 70s, like 1984. They're very Orwellian. Right. They have that dystopian, utopian. Depending on which side of the teeter-totter you're on, it's very dystopian for the apes and very utopian for the humans. Right. But it's also... The same could be said for the humans too, because they're picketing and having their own issues about. Which I like the picket. I thought yeah. there, there's this movie has nice touches. It yeah. has because I don't want to obviously like I had a lot of fun 
burning through the the original Planet of the Apes series. And when I yeah. hit this one, it felt this movie to me felt like like all of the the first three are really dark. They yeah. are super downbeat at the end. The production value is really high. The writing's really sharp. Yeah. And they they present this like kind of cool we talked about it a little bit where it's like Dune. They just drop you in the world and don't explain anything. Right. And they're like This is where you exist now. Figure like, it out. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And part of like the thi- oh, you're like you're running through the movie like like they are discovering as you go. You're right. thinking on your feet and you're like I don't fucking know what's going on. This this movie and to some extent the next which we'll talk about when we talk about Battle for the Planet of the Apes over on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um in this flick man I my biggest complaint was it felt like they didn't introduce any new ideas, any original ideas. This movie kind of seems to exist to me to flesh out the backstory alluded to in two and three, in two and, three. and explain yeah. two and three. Because the, the way that two and three are like, you're like, what is going on? And you don't know anything. They're like, well, just wait till four because we'll explain. we're going to explain the whole and, thing. Yeah. No, I get that. And I get why that's like people not enjoying that because it – spoilers – feels unnecessary like the next one but like this one i think i was just enjoying the ride so much of this particular telling of it yeah we don't really need we don't need to see caesar as an adult but the thing about caesar is his arc is so interesting to me in this how he starts Uh with armando and how he he goes from essentially he goes from circus ape all the way to leading a revolution and roddy mcdowell is so so incredible to watch. Roddy McDowell is. I'm really. I've really come to love Roddy McDowell Absolutely. over the course of these movies. Yeah, it's it's joy. I'm I'm a joyed when I see him. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, thank god they got Roddy McDowell to play Caesar. Otherwise, I don't think it would have worked as he plays well. Plays his own son. It was very he cool. Plays his own yeah. son, but he's different enough mm-hmm. where it, it's not just. It's not Cornelius. Not Cornelius version 2.0. It is Caesar. Right. And I just I love his. His growth in this uh, as as Caesar and seeing the a lot of it does feel like very exploitative, though. I mean, it's just like how much how dark can we make it? Okay. Like how much torture of monkeys can we show? How much like. See, that was the weird. Th- that was the weird thing for me is I-, I can see on the surface. And Armando was looking all future sexy, by the way, with his goatee. Armando looked awesome. Yeah. And but Arm- I don't know. Cuddle with. <laughs> And by the seriously though, Ricardo Montalban's performance, especially when they get the authenticator up, he's really good in this. Yes, absolutely, he's good in everything. Let's be honest. He is. He's He's even good in the Naked Gun. (laughs) He's the bad guy. uh, I don't remember the Naked Gun very well. I saw it when I was like a gift from Emperor Hirito. (laughs) He's got a pen. Anyways. So we'll, movie. we'll have to watch that. We'll to watch I love Lincoln Leslie Gun. Nielsen, so yeah. I'll, I'll spin it for that reason. But no, um, Ricardo Montalban is great in everything. Here's here's Armando Montalban. Armando Montalban. Armando Montalban. Armando Montalban. <laughs> Ricardo. Yes. Montalban. Yeah, you you said because his character is Armando. It's tough. Jesus Christ. Um, he's Armando's exposition I is actually the my dreams with his name. <laughs> Armando Maltabon. Armando Maltabon. <laughs> All right. So when <laughs> when he first pops up right out the ba- right out the gates, um, I, my note says his exposition is hilarious. Yes, it is. However, it ends up. I don't. I, I promise. I really don't want to just like shit on this movie no, the whole time. No, fair, fair enough. Because this is. I think this is one of the first ones that I expected to like that I ended up just not liking and mm-hmm. here part of my problem was because you, you you point out it's really dark they show a lot of like the torture of apes and stuff but 
We've seen the, like three is really two is insanely dark. Three yeah. is insanely dark. And then like I mean we actually get we get a flashback in this film from the previous film and when we get to battle we basically spend 10 minutes just watching just the watching last two the movies. last two movies yeah but in this movie like all the dark stuff just felt like set pieces to me there wasn't a whole lot of it felt it felt like kind of hollow in a weird way to, mm-hmm. when, as I was watching it, and there was some chunks of this movie where I got really bored because there because there weren't any there wasn't stakes. Any. As soon as you take Zira and Cornelius out of it, mm-hmm. it does become a little more hollow. Like I find Caesar to be incredibly interesting as a character, yeah. but there is something missing because it does feel like you're sort of parading him through these set pieces to show you the horror of things. And, well, and also to here was my big, and to show how bad the bad humans are because they're all bad. It was to. I think the problem that I have with this movie and spoilers, the problem I have with the next movie mm-hmm. is they are slavishly referential to two and three. Mm-hmm. Like that's all they do is talk about hey, remember. two and remember this? yeah. Remember that? So right. like we're walking through it through this movie and okay, here's Caesar, here's Armando. What is their adventure going to be? Show me. And he goes, they walk up to that statue of the dog and cats and he goes, they all died. And I'm like, yeah, yeah we, we, know. we know that. You told us that in three. Like, there was a big plague. And he's, and then Armando goes ahead and he's like, and there was a big plague. And they decided to move the apes into the house. I'm like, once we got again. It. We yeah. got it. And, uh, the first time we see Armando, I, I his exposition is actually very funny. Exposition it, the walk, yeah. It's funny because it is only exposition. It's there's like, nothing else going on. No, I was <laughs> giggling so hard. I'm like, you're doing so great with what you have, he's Armando. Trying. Like you just, can see him working. He's like, God yeah. damn it, all I'm doing is saying things about he's things like, that happened already. Before. Everybody already knows all this stuff. So <laughs> I'm going to do it my very best. His first speech is like, as you so w- clearly remember, Caesar, when your parents came to us <laughs> from the future. In the, <laughs> exactly. The, there was a human named Taylor, and he went through. I'm doing a horrible. Whatever your horrible. your English accent was off today. Too. It's something. Something's in the it's, water. You got a today. bug. I you got a bug or something. But dude, bug. his his opening walk is like the plot of the first three films was <laughs> exactly. this and this, and then this happened, and then we. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah. What started to grate on me is when the rest of the movie kept doing that w- without the exposition, right. where they just kept being like. Uh, we, you know, flashback to Cornelius. Gradually, over time, the apes started misbehaving. We've got these reports here that show the apes are misbehaving. I'm like, I'm like, all your the movie is basically just showing us all the stuff that Cornelius says in the one. He already scene. said, right? Yeah, it would be like the Clone Wars. Um, like when Obi Wan is telling Luke about the Clone of. Wars, and then they make a whole fucking movie about it, and it's stupid. <laughs> exactly, where they're like, "Hey, remember that remember one that one minor... great scene yeah. where Obi Wan is telling Luke about the Clone Wars and his father?" And yeah, we're gonna fuck that up and make a whole movie about it's it. It's the Mike Myers thing, dude. Yeah, where they're like, Mike Myers is so scary, oh, and yeah, the director's like, "You think he's story. scary? Let me tell you everything about him." Let's and I'm like, pull the curtain back on this. The... Yeah, fuck you. Um, and then the other problem that I have. Th- now, this is an overarching problem with the fourth and fifth films mm-hmm. in the Planet of the Apes series. Uh, there's kind of no point to them because we've seen the first film. Yeah, we've Spoilers. already. Spoilers. Yeah. Th- th- we're on the track. We know where this is going. But we aren't, though, which is interesting. I, they, oh, dude, that was in in five. What? We'll talk about we'll it in five, but it's so it. throwaway. Oh, it makes me so mad. It's like the only way they could. They're like, someone. That's the you, only you way get we the sense that they shot like three quarters of the movie and then someone was like. But, but but since the first movie happened, doesn't everyone already know how this ends? And they're like, "Fuck, God, uh, gee. get everyone together, writers uh, meeting. D- give me a pe- pen and paper, pen and paper. Uh, there are t- timeline. We're not 
Doc Brown's season, like, I've got it. Season, this we'll is go, 1985. <laughs> we'll go back to the future. But Marty. <laughs> but literally, they, they throw in a line later that's like, and there's a bunch of different timelines, and we can jump from one to the other. So the future's not written. Right. There are stakes still, audience. And you're like, yeah, I don't yeah, know about Artie, that. <laughs> Ari went to the bathroom three times and refilled my popcorn. I stopped by a Little Mermaid. That was playing in the theater over. <laughs> what a great flight. Oh, my gosh. They're under the sea having a great time. I, I stayed for one song. One I came song. back. Did just I miss one. anything? No, they're nope. ju- just the stuff that they verbaled us right. in one and two and three. But it was Kiss the Girl, so I got triggered and I came Kiss back the, pissed. Yeah, I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> this is kind of. <laughs> um, so I wrote down wait, if Cornelius and Zira told humanity 20 years ago, 20 years told ago, told humanity that keeping apes would be their downfall. Wouldn't they, you know, not, not fucking do apes. exactly that? I know, because because there was a whole presidential, presidential commission. He, they get on a TV. Report. There's like a fucking Warren report on this <laughs> shit. Don't yeah. kill presidents. Got it. Like <laughs> they fucking get out there and they're like, they're like, there. We've been told that there will be a huge plague that kills all the dogs and cats. If that happens, then the humans will start keeping apes as pets. If, if that, that happens, happens, then the apes will rise up and kill like most of the humans and end up dominating the planet, ultimately culminating in a nuclear holocaust that will destroy everything. They meant different apes, not these apes. Right? right? Dude, what oh the my fuck god. Is wrong with you? And then like some guy looks out and he's like, "Oh, all the dogs and cats seem to be sick." Apes, that's the that's answer. That's the answer. No, if you're told that 20 years ago, go with ferrets even or if you goldfish think, or something. Even if like, you think you killed the, all of the talking apes right. still don't do that thing. Like, remember when they said it was going to destroy the planet? You're just going to go oh on a whim God, that perhaps it was a different ape. Right. Like, what They're the like, fuck is well, wrong? they weren't talking. They weren't talking about Not all these apes. Couldn't possibly Could, be. No way. Fuck that. And then, I want my monkeys. Dude, by the time you get to the point. You know what? Humans got a real monkey on their back. Well, they do. They do. For, for, in for, a, for like nonverbal companionship. Right, exactly. When I was watching, that was like my first thought watching the movie. I'm like, huh. But so they, they just know, they just went ahead and did that <laughs> anyway. Huh? Yeah, this big middle finger to the whole like, ah, screw it. Dude, but then get all pissed when it starts happening. Down to the specifics where like, Cord- well, I can't believe this is happening. I right know. Now. They're like, oh no, the apes are doing <laughs> what? <laughs> we didn't see this coming. Who could have predicted oh. this? <laughs> It's not even predicted. What about it was the, stated? Yeah, like, this <laughs> is fut- it's factual history. Right, exactly. He's like, hey, we're from the future, and I'll tell you what, here's what happens. And they're like, that's nonsense. Hey, can I get an ape over here as a pet? <laughs> that sweet. would never happen. Teach him how to do stuff. <laughs> right. Teach him how to do. Do. Dude, honestly, yeah. there's there's a point where I'm like, okay, well, I, I can see. It's early in the movie. I'm like, you could keep them as pets. Right. And then the second they start getting reports where they're like, their intelligence is up 5% in three days or something <laughs> right, like that. Yeah. And, and you're we're like, getting more reports. Of uh, and you're like apes throwing shit. I don't know if you guys remember the presidential edict. I know two that you do because you keep back. tagging it back. So. <laughs> All you do is talk about the presidential edict. So doesn't this seem ill-advised? It's like why does this? This they're scratching their beards. Why does this seem real familiar to me? And then the one guy in the mm. ba- the janitor's walking by and he's just <laughs> it's scruffy, right? <laughs> walking by and he's like, well, because president told you not to do it about twenty years ago. 
<laughs> and you're mop, like, mop, they're like, mop, mop. oh, right. That's where we know it from. It's the thing he we want to do his equation on the chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> He's fixing everyone's map, right. walking around with his mop, fixing equations. And How shit. about them apples? <laughs> He's just sitting there. He leans over. He's like, hey, your graph's wrong. Their intelligence is actually up 300 percent. Right. And uh, they're all violent now. Yeah. You're, you're numbered. You'd... And actually, they can all speak, but they I choose see, not to. I so. see what you did here. Someone erased the plus sign and made it a minus sign on your chalkboard. Yeah, bad thing's going to happen to that one. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, you're in trouble now. <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> but everyone has that, like, moment of... Right. And but the only, when they finally, like, everyone suddenly remembers their amnesia goes away, and the, the apes are storming the command post with machine guns, and they're like, wait, oh, we, wait, right. oh, I remember God. now, they said exactly this would happen if we did this. Oh, we're so stupid, stupid. <laughs> All right, listen, if we get out of this alive, no more no, apes, no apes pay, guys. Pez, pets. We're putting our foot down. Guys, the city's on fire. Yeah. But we can come back from this. We got this. Launch the nukes. What? I think that might be a bit of an overreaction. Ooh, remember the bit where they said if you launch the nukes, you're yeah, fucked? Yeah, yeah fuck they it. were talking about other, other nukes. nukes. Not, <laughs> Not these, these nukes. <laughs> ah, we fucked it again, boys. <laughs> Uh, we fucked it. We fucked it right, might, right in the mouth. I might be having God a driving, a you and the drive angry episode moment where I'm like, wait a minute, this movie is actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, dude, it's dumb though. You can't, it is. you can't say it's not so, stupid. So, moving on to my notes, I have yeah, yeah. my first nomination for sexiest cigarette for the 2020 filmies. Who is it? Well, a sexy cigarette is one that no longer kills you. Yeah, that She's was smoking a green cigarette. I, I don't know moment. if I enjoy these as now much. That I now that I know they, they I won't, know they kill, won't me. kill me. I don't enjoy them as much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I know a cigarette that won't kill you. <laughs> Ching! Yeah. It's green, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But I like that moment. Because mm-hmm. we don't get many of those. That's like a world-building thing that we don't get a lot of. Because they're just they're beating us over the head with the world stuff that we already know about from the first three movies. Like this is a that's weird, dude. Because my really quick and I'll, yeah, I'll let you no, roll on, but like the 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 thing that I liked about this movie was showing us how human societies evolved. The, mm-hmm. the quote-unquote world-building, like the right. the cigarette doesn't give me cancer anymore. Right. Uh, I don't have any tip for the waiter. Give me your raisins. They carry right. raisins around for gratuity. For gratuity. Right. So like a little shit like that was actually my favorite cool. part of the movie was the small. But go ahead. Yeah, sorry. But I feel like we're just, we're beat over the head so much with it. And I like on record now, I'm a fan of this one. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I really fucking like this. Okay. But some of it was a little bit um, like this. I don't know. Like the small moments I enjoy more than the big ones, I guess is what I'm trying to say. As far as when like when you're trying to make me feel how this world feels, it's mm-hmm. those small touches. Not the these ones were red, these ones were green, these ones were orange I thought thing. It, I thought but that was interesting too, because they end up carrying that over into, into their, their culture. culture. They keep their yeah. like, the colors of their slave. That they part. were yeah. Which is very interesting too. But uh, so picketing for the right to work, menial oh, tasks, slavery. They dress them like Cornelius and Zero. They dress the chimpanzees like, like Cornelius, Cornelius and Zero. Zero. So the yeah. humans fucking straight up know. They're like, well, in the future when uh, you are our overlords, this is what you'll wear. Mm-hmm. But that won't happen. So let's just dress you like that as a joke. And they're like, mm. well, you see. Guys, that's I mean, what we call poking the bear. Right. We're going to not want to do that. You probably don't want to. <laughs> Let the bear sleep. Wouldn't it be ironic if we dressed them as though they irony were does be not our... exist here? This is facts. These are facts, people. Right? Exactly. Irony does not exist in the world of factual Dude, this, data. This is the movie where the the 
This is impossible. They don't have the intelligence to use tools like that. And I'm like, they're making bombs. They're making bombs, bombs guys. <laughs> like, dude, the blowtorch ain't shit. Oh my god. Um, they discovered time travel. Yeah, that's the the waiter thing. Can we speak yeah, of world ahead. building? The waiter thing is my really cool. That's a cool ass early detail. We see because uh, they've they've started training the the apes to do menial tasks. When we find out how they train them, it's fucked up. But yeah. like the way, like they are waiters, they are hairdresser assistants. They're yep. they help librarians. Yeah, they are the gophers. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's a different animal, but. The apes are the gophers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when the waiter one was really cool because they, this is where we see like, give me your ra- uh, your raisin purse or right. whatever. And they give him, she, she gives him like, uh, no, the guy takes, she, somebody gives the ape like three raisins and she snatches the purse from the guy and she's like, you're over tipping. Right. And I'm like, God, even when the apes are, wa- even when the waiters are apes, apes. people are shitty to them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He, come on, three raisins can't be 20% of what you just can't ate. Be. <laughs> There's no fucking can't way. Be. You're an autograt. <laughs> oh my god, ape autograt, <laughs> apograt. Apograt. But, uh, so that was, that was kind of cool seeing mm-hmm. them in the, the remedial, ta- doing remedial tasks for humans and shit. But then we get a twist on it and we see humans protesting. Yeah. And it's the waiters. It's former waiters protesting. It's and like you just took all of our wages. Like you, right. We don't have jobs now. Right. Because you don't have to pay it. This rings a little. Dude, there was that fucking, um, there's a great sign that says uh, um, uh, uh, all slaves are scabs. Mm -hmm. And you're watching it and you're like, holy shit. And it goes manpower, not ape power. Right. And you're watching and you're thinking, you're right, dude, automation. Yeah. This is in 1972. It's automation. And then now, well, several years ago, I was like sending all the factories to Mexico. And then now it's like. China. Now it's like we want to build a wall to prevent people from coming over. Like, our borders are closed now. Like, it's crazy how, like, that hasn't changed. That was kind of weird. I, like I have very a, weird. I have a note about this that I thought was... Um, I, when I say we want to build a wall, I mean other people, not me. Right. Right. When the uh, the de facto face of the United States right. wants to build a wall. Um, but you're, you're totally right, dude. Because this is an... This is the argument of... Of that group, yeah. This is weird, but there's validity to this. Like, yeah, these apes, they it's cheaper labor. They don't have to pay them. Pay them raisins or not at all, right? So why would it's a restaurant want? It? Why would a restaurant want? But yeah, why would the restaurant want not pay, go with yeah, that? Exactly. This is the weird thing for me. You know, and we've all heard because the argument. It's morally you know, like, wrong. Minimum, minimum <laughs> right. wa- wages on the rise. Yeah. So the the whole automation thing. This is weird because the argument for the McDonald's is gonna. Go fully automated. Some restaurants eventually. are already fully. They've got a manager, and that's it. Right to make sure that like the the computers and don't. And it's like an IT guy. Yeah, there's like a computer guy in the yeah. back with his laptop playing, you know, Fortnite. Yeah. And every once in a while, he looks out and he's like, "Yep, robots yep, are still, still robots." Shitting out in Big Macs. Yeah. But I think this is this is kind of an interesting thing for me because there's two arguments, and one of them. I get behind and the right. other one I find reprehensible. I think it's okay to have a split decision on some like this is the thing. It's okay to agree with some of a thing and not the rest of the thing. Right. Because the 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 angry conservative people who are the, their argument is, well the Mexicans are taking all the jobs that good Americans could have, right? Mhm. So I see that and I'm like, uh no, your argument is stupid, let's say. Then the other argument, which is like automation is taking all our jobs, like a computer's doing my job. 
that argument to me, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Those waiter, the, all those waiters and mm-hmm. like the the cab drivers who are going to be displaced by self driving cars Self, and shit, yeah, yeah. factory workers. I'm like, you guys are forcing them out of the out of these industries. Do it quicker, more. There's less room for error. Safety improves right. because there's no human error. I can also see like why you would want to have automation Cheap. too. Right, right, but like the so it's good for if the I business. Can do but ten cars instead over of all one your car. Workers. Right, right. right. It's like it's that's a hard thing not to do dude this is because it makes sense on paper but then you have to realize like there's ten thousand people plus now out of work now that ha- so then you find the new thing but then and but what you do is you become a hemp farmer the, <laughs> well the other nice thing about automation is because you increase productivity so much and now you don't have the cost of the salaries mm-hmm. prices go down yeah but theory. then you also have a lot of your um the people that will be buying cars now can't afford to buy your cars they don't have just, a job no one has a fucking job <laughs> right. right so it's a real tangled thorny right. weird issue yeah and i that, and it's addressed here and i think that's really interesting yep. it's one of the things that i really liked about all of these movies so far mm-hmm. is all of them have a political bent oh very much this so. one in particular mm-hmm. they hit this one hits slavery, slavery hard really hard yeah there i mean did you note the number of black actors that are playing guards in this i, I have a Mostly. fucking note about it it's like 90 percent african-american um actors that are the guards here all right here's my i just because you said it i'll jump a couple mm-hmm. notes watching the apes being conditioned let's do this real quick yeah 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 they the apes when they come in off the boats from like Haiti Africa or whatever or Haiti, yeah 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 holy shit dude it's yeah. apes arriving in cages from traditional yeah, from like yeah, slave, slave trade routes countries. yeah ab- absolutely and you're watching it and you're like I see what you're doing it's, it's, it's not mo- it's it's bananas horrible. to bananas to daiquiris to apes or whatever yeah it's exactly like <laughs> bananas to raisins some molasses to rum to slaves yeah so, it's fuck. watching this you're like. Oh shit! The, they're this is the we're watching the slave trade literally, mm-hmm. and they hit it again in a second when we get literal a, a an actual slave auction. Yeah, and you're like Duh. this is f- I can't. No, it was rough, man. That yeah, these those two scenes were definitely the ones where I was like, okay, they're going hard. Like for my, real. I think as the more we talk about it, I think my only issue is that this movie. I feel like this movie exists. To explain and justify another movie rather than to tell its own story. Yeah. So that's my big problem with it. But you're right. The I set have a pieces. thought that had the, the series stopped here mm. after this movie. <clears throat> oh, didn't happen. Uh, mm. That it would this would resonate more. I think if there wasn't As, if another the, one. Yeah. If this was the end, I I, I think I would have felt cheated. I would be total. I would have been. I would have been okay if we'd ended on three. Fair enough. Because just the fact that we get the mama ape at the end. And we, we already know what's going to happen. The future we can, is implied. And then it's like that oh shit moment. And you're like, yeah, the future's implied. And well, that's a better storytelling. And that's the problem is in three, they say ah, like. Show it to them because you're making money. Well, they say the ape. That is exactly what this is, dude. It's they need another it's ape cash movie. It. Well, that's. Did you watch the behind the. Planet? I haven't yet, yeah. but I will. So it's very much like. It's a cash grab. Studio. All of them were. They weren't getting. It's just going to be Planet of the Apes. Do the one make a make a movie out of the book and like shit we made a lot of money. Well, when the second make one, another one, uh, I found it on IMDb. I don't know if they covered it in the documentary, mm-hmm. but um, which I definitely gonna watch. It's in my I just haven't gotten around to it because I'm working on other shit. But when two came out and it ends with the destruction of the world, <laughs> there was uh, apparently the guy like the the next the guy who had directed it or the guy who was like in held the rights or was in charge mm-hmm. of it. One of the studio heads got a telegram from. The big head honcho that said the apes have to live 
we're making another one because it made so much Boy, fucking so money. Much money. It was you like, know, it's Charlton Heston's idea to do that, to blow it up. To, in, into the, a series? Oh, to no, blow no, up no, the to world? blow up the world. I didn't know Because he, he didn't want the risk of getting called back for a third one. He's like, if I blow up the world. <laughs> if the whole, if planet, the whole planet, dies, planet dies, there's no chance of it. Listen, I've got an idea. <laughs> but they loved it. They're like, that's great. Perfect ending. I, I agree. It and was then a this great ending. Like, we got a problem, guys. They're like, uh, okay, look, I've, uh, Heston, all due respect, this movie made a hundred jazillion dollars. Right. So we're doing another one. Yeah, well, in the 60s, like 60s, it made like $48 million or something, which is a fuck ton of money. Yeah, and its budget was like $58. Three, right, 3.8 <laughs> million, I think, was the total budget. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, but, Insane, but I think it, I think it starts to show that the, like, you start to see the seams because they're, the, Production, I honestly think the production oh, value tanks. goes down. Yeah. The only thing Bird pointed out, which I would agree with, is the prosthetics get better. They do. They get on your way better as yeah. it goes. On they the, get worse the farther the, back you look. The background apes get real janky. They get real, real, real bad. Like like they just got the rubber band it's plastic. Just, yeah, just, I was just going to say, it's like the plastic ape face the on the face. The one that hurts your tongue if you stick your tongue out of the mouth hole. Because it's it cuts sharp, your, yeah. cut your tongue. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's that in the background. And they're like, no, not just regular hair. Yep. <laughs> no makeup, white hands. Yep. But <laughs> the Caesar looks amazing and so does the rest of yeah, the, the, the rest of our principles really do. good. Um, so... Uh, but back to the apes being conditioned when they when they take them off of the slave ships they start immediately to gauge what their aptitudes might be and then train them uh, they create tolerances for right. specific things like oh we want we need some waiters for a dance hall so they put them in a room and blare fucking loud music and there's like dance, and, yep. dance lights and strobes and shit so they become comfortable in that environment right so the apes are panicking and the guard just keeps beating them until they take a tray from one like mock table to another and they're like set the table do do. do and until the and then the apes eventually get used to the noise and get used to hey now you've passed your training there's one that's oh mm. my it's fucked up dude the there's, fire one for the uh for the uh, they're shooting uh, the flamethrower at those three apes, and it's like fuck, man. To get a banana, they're like, "Come and get the banana!" And right. when they go for the banana, they fire a flamethrower at them to get them used to flames, so they can work around a kitchen. Exactly. And you're like, "Holy shit!" And then the the worst is the last one because they do it to all the apes. It's the no aversion. They yep. basically strap them to like an electroshock table, and then they play the word no over a loudspeaker and then shock the shit out of the ape and they do it until the ape has this like visceral ingrained pavlovian response yep. to the word no to no it essentially creates pain yeah it's like there's nothing so if a use. human wants the ape to stop he goes no and all that electroshock comes back to him and the ape is like uh, i'm done i'm done yep control word man it's insane it's really really dark you're totally right about that um so, so I wrote down that this is all very fucked up. It's the equivalent of modern slavery, and it's you noticed it. I noticed it. Most of most of the authorities that are like propagating the system are black. Mm-hmm. I think it's to, it's it is it totally ha- yeah. intentional on the part of the filmmakers. All the head honchos are white. Yeah, but the, the ground- governors and all that, and I find that super interesting because the white dudes don't want to get their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like there's two levels of slavery happening here in a way. Oh, if you're I'm going forcing them, are you? Go. Uh, you you you've revealed something to me because mm-hmm. you're right. Because the white, the 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 people who are all the politicians in the, the top governors. are white. Mm-hmm. Not all, but most. most of the guards, the guys who are on the ground mm-hmm. doing this shit, are black. The guards' response 
the are uh, they talk about it when in the higher level there is one high mcdonald the assistant the assistant to, to the, the governor, governor mm-hmm. is a black guy um and keep your friends close <laughs> that's true well it's good that he's in we wouldn't have a movie if we didn't have him as being the only good human yeah well and he's specifically sympathetic because he he says at one point he's yeah. like i am the yeah, ancestor, descendant, descendant of slaves, of slaves. Yeah. but you're you're right because his knee jerk reaction his gut reaction when caesar's fucking stuff up is we'll just keep working on this until you get it right all of the white higher ups the white politicos when caesar fucks up they're like send him to be reconditioned mm-hmm. immediately it's like back to torture till yeah. you get it right White people look really bad in this movie. Well, this, <laughs> this humans like look really bad. Um, so this is the my big issue with not issue per se, but something you notice. It's something. It's very easy for me to. I realize how quickly in this movie that I fell on the side of Team Ape. Right. Right. When we got into this a bit on Escape from Planet of the Apes, we fall on the side of Team Ape. Pretty like yeah. immediately here is because aside from Armando. And um, McDonald. McDonald, there are no good humans no. in this. They're all horrible. It's they're kind of, all giving shit to their. Even the one, the the woman in the hair salon is being horrible to her ape. The librarian is like, no, this is not the right. Like everyone mm. is as hor- All humans are bad. Capital B bad humans. For real though, that ape did grab a, a book on Chinese, book. which yeah, like stupid ape. No, Fuck. no, right? No, mm-hmm. there's that. <laughs> but it's really easy. To fall on the side of Team Ape, which you have to do right. in this movie. They kind of... But they force it they do. too much. They do. Because it is so... It reminded me of 12 Years black a Slave. Black and white. Okay, yeah. When we watch 12 Years a Slave, there That's are... so funny. Like, But it is. There it is. Are definite... This like, is the sci-fi 12 Years a Slave, yeah. basically. Because Caesar is uh, an intelligent being, should be a free man, but is essentially like kidnapped into slavery and then has right. to play the game so he doesn't get killed. It's right. basically the... This is essentially the same film as 12 Steve Years McQueen's a Slave. Steve McQueen's a huge fan of Yeah, he loves, era, he loves a, a conquest of the planet of the apes it drove his whole career i feel like it's my best one in the series (laughs) i've always said you know i don't know yeah he sounds like charlton Charlton, you know but uh like watching it that was something that i was struck by was you're you're right there's the humans in the like just in the same way that there are two good white people in 12 years a slave there Mm -hmm. are two good humans in this movie right everyone else the, it's not just that they're like indifferent to the slavery or like oh it's just, they just take it for granted. They're actively, actively cruel, actively horrible. Yeah, it's like everyone you meet is like, oh you didn't light my cigarette, uh, Jefferson, come over here and torture this animal to death. Yeah, and you're like, what? Well, you even have the woman, the the woman ape that was delivering packages and she's exhausted, like sitting on the steps, yeah, the, and, and the police come and shock her, like, shock her with a cattle prod. Yeah, like holy fuck. Yeah. When they're beating that, they catch an ape that had been um, just without a master, mm-hmm. just kind of wandering around. They catch him, drag him down on the stairs, and beat. It's it's 1972, so it's way before Rodney King. But they beat him. It looks like the to footage death, yeah. from the Rodney King, and that's when they. That's when Caesar. Uh, human bastards. Yeah. And they're like, hey, who's that? Wait a minute. He's a circus monkey. I think that ape is mine. (laughs) And they're like, so your circus monkey can talk? He's like, no, no. Even though my voice is totally different, it was me (laughs) who shouted. They're like, scream human bastards. And he goes, human bastards. I said, inhuman bastards. I like that little, like, trying to cover it a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, like, 
the hum my my one of my small issues because I understand we're watching Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, the fourth in a series of movies about a planet ruled by apes. I'm not expecting too awful much out of this movie, but the humans, it's like like little children are are basically like, what do you want to be when you grow up, Tommy? I want to be a guy who just kills apes for fun, and you're like, Jesus, wow. Oh, here comes a, a nice suburban housewife out doing her grocery shopping. She's like, hmm, perhaps I'll buy some cabbages and then uh, torture an ape until it's gone mad later tonight. And you're like, every human on the planet has become the most horrific, horrific sadist per- yeah, of all exactly. time. That was that was a small, like, stuck-in-my-craw moment where I'm like, come on, they can't all be, like, Well, that's, psychos. and it feels a little cheap to me because I do understand that we have to, the <laughs> filmmakers and story, they have to get us on the side of Team Ape, like, right away. Yeah, they're pushing their perspective. To work. But it's like, oh, it's like so black and white. Like it's pretty fucking. And you, you I do understand that they've to, got to work to that. do because you know, a team human. <laughs> like it's I'm pretty a human, big. I'm pretty. Right? Yeah, no, I got <laughs> like, you for sure. In order, but I guess yeah. In order for that to work, you kind of have to do. You got to push it hard because otherwise, right. everyone's like, I mean, yeah, but like, but still but human, human, right? Because right. that's who I I am a human. But no, that this movie does eventually get you to the point where you're like, fucking kill them all. Yeah, apes. kill Just all, do no them. humans deserve Rock to em. live. But no we get to I got to that point where I'm like fuck all the humans Fuck them they all deserve to die and I'm like wait a second Dude they're throwing yeah they're throwing like Fire bombs and gun down The soldiers are trying to protect the city You see like humans scurrying back into their You know like families scurrying back into their Apartments and you're like US ape US ape US (laughs) ape Just get on like in the weird Seriously it's a a weird thing that happens In our brains man but um because you pointed out uh, our, We were talking about Armando a second ago When the cops questioned him about Did you yell that or did your ape yell that <laughs> I have a note here and I'm like uh, Wait Armando the cops seem to have forgotten All about you <laughs> While Wild. this weird planning and subterfuge Because <laughs> they're like I don't know we better get you down to the down to the cop shop for questioning And then the ape, ape gets back Yeah, he, he, uh, Ape management That's right. So the ape they were horrifically And needlessly beating Got up again and they're like ah oh, shit we gotta go keep beating On this ape and they leave And then everyone just disperses And Armando just walks away with the crowd And I'm like whoo yeah. The cops forgot all about you We're Cause safe. he goes and finds Caesar Yeah he goes and finds Caesar and they're walking and Caesar's like, well, I guess everything's all right then, eh, Armando? Because, you know, the cops just totally forgot about yeah. us. And Armando's <laughs> like, here's what we need to do. You need to get naked and you need to infiltrate a shipment of apes so that you are completely hidden and become part of the system. I will go on a kamikaze suicide mission. And Caesar's like, hold on. Hold on. Armando. Pump the brakes, dude. Have we been followed? Is there a pursuit? Do they show any interest in us? No. I think we just keep living our lives. And Armando's like, take this gun. Right. <laughs> you know, and you're like, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you you went from zero to 11 just now. <laughs> from zero to hero is what he did. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, Armando, I think you two are fine. But if you want to do this. You can go find a nice little place out in Montana right. somewhere. You don't have to stay in the just city. Just go back to your circus. Yeah. Like, don't. He, yeah, he even states the circus is still happening. Like, yeah. what in the fuck are they even doing here? <laughs> Why are they they're going a day trip to the city and it went yeah. bad you go back to the circus right Ooh, things got a little hot in the city let's lay low well, at the circus i'm not sure why we even went there in the first worked place for 20 years <laughs> right. so why don't we just go and use that it'll never work again here's <laughs> right. what we need to do this is a cyanide capsule right. and you're like Dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ. seriously i think you're good we're going to name you ethan hunt now <laughs> 
Your name is now Ethan. You are now, listen, Caesar, I mean Ethan, <laughs> your mission if you choose to accept it. Look, the cops are on to us. You're going to have to overthrow the planet. And Caesar's like, I really that sounds don't. impossible. Seems unnecessary. Oh <laughs> you have, have a drink. Why don't you and I just go and have a drink? Take a knee. We're going to talk this through. You need to do some real deep breathing and soul searching. Is what <laughs> Look, I know you have like an anxiety you have disorder. You something that you need to talk about. <laughs> what is it you really want to talk about? Dude, it's like, it's almost like there's a cop who's like, you're free to go. And Armando's like, blow it up. <laughs> Fucking just run, run, Caesar. He's like, you don't have to run. You're, you are free to go, you're sir. Free. We don't need you anymore. He's like, shoots the cop in the face. <laughs> right. He's like, we're fucked. We're, we're so, so fucked. fucked. No. Just like, I understand we needed to do this so the movie had so a we plot had, right otherwise but just, boy was that a thin <laughs> that was a thin inciting incident i was a little confused there yeah <laughs> sir do you know how fast you were going actually you know i'm gonna let you off with a warning guns the cop down 10 right, by the way here's the my floor, bag of coke steals the cop car right. i'm like you really God, none you of were, this was necessary you were free to go <laughs> Free to go, you spit coke. In well, his your face. story checks out. Just throws the bag of coke at him. He's like, "Run, Caesar, run!" You're like, "You blew it. You totally blew it, <laughs> dude. You were you were scot free. <laughs> you fucking blew it, buddy." Oh, okay. So, oh my God. <laughs> um, see, the more I talk about it, the more I like this right. movie. Actually, because well, there's a lot of problems, and it's. Oh, oh, did God. you notice that Caesar had a little bit of a zero moment with the the whole teaching them how to wash and dry their hands? Uh, There's a, yeah, yeah, where he excels. Where at he it excels at, it, and he's actually being a little bit snarky with it, much like her block test, right? Because he he he, uh, he looks at the guard, turns the water on, washes his hands, his hands delicately, uses one one finger, finger to, and kind of gives him a look, and then. Dries his hands. Dries a hand. So yet he's definitely oh his, his mother's child, and I loved that moment. This is another kind of fun moment where the uh, the movie is just so the humans. We talked about it in the third one, where the humans are just so stupid yeah. that you can hardly believe it. Because in this movie, all the apes are like, it takes them a long time to learn shit. Meanwhile, like Caesar's sitting there reading a like reading a dictionary or reading like the Encyclopedia Britannica, and he's doing the guards' taxes, and they're like. Does that ape seem unusually smart to you? <laughs> right. And the rest of the guards are like, no, 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 no. We can just sell him for more money. Right. And they're like, ape, you're, you ain't so dumb. And Caesar's like, who, thank, uh, you know, he turns over right. and he's like, why, thank you, guru. And they're like, was he talking? Nah. nah. Is he doing your taxes? Yeah. yeah. He Maybe. found he found a loophole. He could be an accountant. Pretty soon all, all the guards quit because they're, you know, rich. And now the apes are guards. Like, but dude. He, he Andy Duprains them. He fucking does. Does all their taxes. And <laughs> he does. He does so well in their like training program. Yeah. When they get him on the block, they're like for the you know disturbing slave auction, which somehow still manages to be kind of funny. They're like, this ape excelled so well in every possible way in every intelligence test. We literally think this ape is probably smarter than any human alive. That we didn't think conditioning was necessary. Five hundred dollars. Right. And the governor in the previous scene was like, so a hyper intelligent ape has recently escaped. From uh, this guy Armando. This ape is the most intelligent ape we've ever seen. 
Could you stop yelling at me? I'm trying to think about a hyper-intelligent ape who's escaped. I'm sorry, I was just yelling about this hyper-intelligent ape. Well, do it somewhere else. Anyway, I don't know where he could have gotten. (laughs) $1,000. They start selling him, and like almost offhandedly, the governor's like, buy that one. Right. (laughs) If only I knew where... And I thought that it was because he, he... he got Suspected? that it was Caesar, but no, fucking clueless. Yeah, he just gets him because the ape is desirable. Right. He, you know, you, but you're right. They play it like he's suspicious, he but then when buy it's that one. when it's revealed that it's Caesar, he's like, "What the fuck? We had him right here. He what? was right under our noses." Jiggas, how'd this happen? <laughs> like, uh, weren't you? Didn't you have? Didn't you figure that you didn't know? Didn't know. Hmm. No Funny old idea. world, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, seriously. He pointed uh, to the name Caesar. Also, I think my favorite part about the whole thing is Armando sits down in the dude's office and tells him the whole thing. And you look at the governor's face and you're like, shit, the governor did not know any of None this of before Armando came and told him to try and cover. Fuck, you're right. You're like clueless to all of it until yeah. Armando just filled in all the Armando blanks. like waltzes in and he's like, hey, it's me, that guy earlier. And the, even the cops who stopped him were like, who? Who? What? And they're like, the, remember that talking ape? Oh, that minor altercation and that like, we had amongst the hundreds of Do you remember that, Jim? Words. Jim's like, vaguely. Tell us about it. <laughs> so he sits down. He's like, so here's what happened earlier. You <laughs> thought that my hyper-intelligent ape was talking, which would be really bad. Here's some news clippings I brought. Remember Cornelius and right. Zira and how they had a talking ape baby that will bring down the downfall of mankind? And Not you think, related at all. You think he's mine? Well, he's not mine. Right. And the governor's like, I'm not so sure he isn't. Arrest this man. And <laughs> I'm Armando's glad you like, brought this to our attention. <laughs> I'm like, guy. God damn buddy. it. Buddy. <laughs> Armando, <laughs> this was not the move, bro. <laughs> Should have never left the circus, bro. Your goatee looks fantastic. He's sitting there and he's just... like, so you're saying you got yourself a hyper-intelligent ape that can talk? Yes, no. No, 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 no. no. Nope. I said yes once, but I said no 14 I times. I had a hard time with words. What it is, I'm yes, no dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> the governor's like, I don't, I don't think know. that's a thing. Put him, let's, in the, put him in the comfy chair. Let's get this guy all kinds of arrested. Where's your hyper-intelligent ape? For sure not like in a shipment of other apes. Did I say shipment of other Guys, apes? Guys, I think the ape is in a shipment of other apes. Armando's like, I am the worst secret agent ever. I'm so bad at this. I, think I watched one James Bond internal movie and monologue. I that I could do this. Internal monologue. He's like, I think I'm making this worse. <laughs> right. His internal monologue is screaming at it's him. It's just like, like shut, shut up. Don't say another word. And he's like. By the way, the, uh, I named the ape Cornelius. I mean, Zira. I mean, monkey face. <laughs> I named him Monkey McPoopinsons. <laughs> they're like, mm. you just, how do you know the name Cornelius and Zira? He's like, I don't know. They're common names for hyper-intelligent monkeys that can talk. And they're like. <laughs> they can talk? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, the humans are so stupid. Armando with his paperwork, he's like, here's the permit. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not forged. Born, I have a certificate. Born in captivity. It says right here, double underlined. See, I've circled the bit where it couldn't possibly be the intelligent. And here where it says the born on date, two months before the space apes arrived from space. And you you'll, see, notice, you'll notice uh, the name. Filed in triplicate. And initialed by myself. You'll know. And, <laughs> and one uh, another, other. and the other one, the initials are mine, but they're not in the right order, so it's not me again. 
You'll notice I circled the name. It's the name is Monkey McPoopin Pants, and they're like, "What's this other name crossed out here? That's talking talking ape three two one." Nothing. He's that like, is- "That's his handle." I mean, this is not. It was a mistake. We are, we scratched it out. It was out. a bit we did in the circus. <laughs> Thought it was funny, not at all. Not a, indicative. Turn, you know, in hindsight, not funny at all. And you know, and I've. I don't know why he's like like a weird British guy now. I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> he really and is. now listen, honestly, Governor, he doesn't even speak that well. Barely understands Shakespeare, and they're like, he understands Shakespeare? What? Barely? <laughs> Hardly. Did at you all. miss what I said? Barely. I understand. said barely. Like like he, most people. He butchers. <laughs> I can't do You're it. I can't for, do it. I'm like the... I'm between like French and like <laughs> Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's literally like which, he butchers Hamlet which every is, time which he is performs. kind of this movie. It's a little between <laughs> French and the Swedish chef. It's, it's exactly a perfect way is. to describe oh, shit. the Planet of the Apes. But yeah, um, in a nutshell, the humans are really fucking stupid. They're so dumb. It takes them until it's too late yeah. to realize, like, oh uh, wait. We did all the stuff we were told not to do, and then when we were handed the ape and a huge amount of evidence that it was the ape, we did nothing for so long that the ape is now going to take over the planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Hmm. Whoops. It's a big I old... need to be better at not being dumb. That's a heavy to... whoops right there. <laughs> <That's> heavy, <laughs> You're yeah. like, That's a whoops. I mean, there's so many you O's You pronounce there. the W yeah. and the H. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. whoops. <laughs> um, That's one you don't bounce back from. So, uh, one of the this is something I noticed. Okay, that we've been laughing a lot, the, the but the humor. Come fuck me eyes. Oh my god, that's my next fucking note, dude. My next note is how hot that goddamn. I would have. We is. talked about uh, what? What did Zero I call it? Sweet ape pussy or something. That sweet ape pussy. Grade ape, grade ape pussy. Grade ape. But she was like, I wanted to get a banana and walk up. Well, there, dude. When they were like, it's their breeding facilities or you whatever. You know what spooked me is when we start walking. They're like, we have two except or four exceptional. Uh, specimen ape specimens find us four exceptional males, t- uh, two orangutans, one gorilla, mm-hmm. one chimpanzee, and they grab um, the guy. They, they grab the chimpanzee who's like you know doing computer programming. Right. <laughs> like I don't think any of them have done that yet. No. That's new. He we just, should. He just discovered Linux. <laughs> should we tell? He's working on the first Mac. Right. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, should we Steve tell? Steve Jobs is like, fuck. <laughs> Sitting down with the ape, he's like, yes, yes, you're right. This does, it solves all of my problems. <laughs> Caesar's like, well, yeah, you see what you actually, I mean, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, put these two together. (laughs) He's like, this Waz, get over here. Waz, check this out. (laughs) This monkey's amazing. I can make a case for that. ape, excuse me. I mean, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And he's like, so sorry. (laughs) But like, they grab him, obviously. And when the first two chimpanzees we see are real chimpanzees, like the unevolved primitive ones. And I'm walking and I'm like. Hmm. Oh no! I really don't want to see a scene of Roddy McDowell fucking an actual scene. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, please don't even imply don't this. Do this to me. I can't. I can't do this. I can't because it's you see chimpanzees and you're like, we are skating up the line <laughs> right? here. And then you know you can even see in Roddy McDowell's face, he's like, I can't uh-huh. do this. Can't I can't this. fucking do this. Do you oh, know that I'm Roddy McDowell? Sh- do you know? Do you know who I fucking am? In ten years' time, I'm gonna be on a television program called tales of the gold monkey and i'm gonna be exceptional in every episode please don't make me fuck this chimp what is this black mirror right no shit <laughs> but then we turn the corner and they open the cell and you see roddy mcdowell's face like oh god please mm. don't be a chimpanzee it's not even caesar it's roddy mcdowell being like please don't be a chimpanzee right. behind the store <laughs> and then the door opens and there is a princess leia ape just oh. draped oh my god she does dude she I wrote, is oh 
I wrote down that okay. I said okay. That come hither chimpanzee nose crinkle got me a little bit. Yeah, on. yeah. When she just gives him the like, that little the little nose, the little nose in the squinty Danielle eyes. Danielle even said something about it. She's like, ooh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello, monkey. I'm like, that is the sexiest ape we've seen in this <laughs> show so far. We might have to have a new award for the 2020 Quillen Filmies. Most fuckable Special monkey. Spe- <laughs> Future future nominations, future nominations. <laughs> like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, what, like the, when that door opens, I was like, I feel guilty now. Yeah, I feel all kinds oh, of weird. Yeah, I might have to go back to church. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that was that was actually a, <laughs> that was actually a pretty funny scene. And then the next scene, so that is that. Am I wrong, or is that the only open joke in this movie? Yeah. Because the other movies have moments of humor, bits of levity. Absolutely. This movie kind of doesn't. This, the, the third one has quite a bit of humor right in the middle. Yeah, the feel-good ape movie of mm-hmm. the year. Yeah, exactly. This movie kind of lacks... This movie has no charm. It has charm in retrospect that's when we're what, talking yeah. about it. But no, that's the, that's the thing that wasn't clicking with me that, that you just hit and filled in for me. It doesn't have any charm. There is, because even in Planet of the Apes, which is pretty dark, we have mm-hmm. the, you're so damned ugly, and the... Well, the banter between and Zira the and Jen is the whole thing. Yeah, there, there's... A, and in two, and no obviously heart. three there, is, you know, Woody Allen's Planet of the Apes, so right. it's funny up until the end when it becomes Quentin Tarantino's Planet of right, the Apes. Right, yeah, exactly. You're like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, this I don't know the the jokes. There aren't any in this. No. The, the only joke is like the sexy nose crinkle, and then they're immediately like, "All right, that's enough fun. Time right, for a slave to, auction." Yeah, seriously. Um, what did you? So we've talked a little bit about the slave auction, which is disturbing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But what almost gets me more is the next scene when uh, McDonald is teaching Caesar to make a scotch and soda. Yeah, well, his line, brightness has never been encouraged among slaves. And then the, oh my God, dude, the governor's response. Did you write that down? No, I did not. The governor's response is, well, we've all been slaves at one time or another. Says the white politician to the black black man. Yeah. It's fucked up, dude. You're sitting there and you're like, we just just heard, oh yeah. We for real went Mm -hmm. there. Holy shit, dude. We've got the governor being like, well, we're all slaves. Right. And the black guy's like, not uh, really, no, though. Actually, what, you were not. Ever. Yeah, yeah, like, the thing was, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're slaves. My people used to be slaves, and you guys have always kind of cracked the whip. And the guy's like, thank you for reminding me. Order more whips. <laughs> you know, right. like, shit. that little bit of dialogue, you just, like, you do the one of those full squirms yep. from feet to the top of your head, and then you're like, okay, Back into the film. Yeah, exactly. But each of these films have a bra- moment like that. Bravo too. for going. But there. yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a very. That was a bit of good writing, yes. and I, just because, just to get it off my chest, I think that the writing, it, I think that because Paul Den worked on the script for mm-hmm. two, three, and four, <clears throat> and he did the story for five. I like two. I think three's a little goofy, but I still dig it. I think the writing on four and five is remarkably weak. Yeah, the, a not, lot of not well a lot written. of their a lot of their um, mini monologuing and yeah. shit is really bad. It's it's very stilted. Stilted feels, as shit. Yeah, it feels rough. Like I mean, dude, honestly, like one of the first tr- bits of dialogue we hear is, "Well, Caesar, you remember your parents, Cornelius right. and Zero, who we saw previous." Like it's yeah. and then like the explanation of why they hate apes. It's all so just. 
It's very on normal. the nose, yeah. right? Because we hate the insides of ourselves, you see, and you remind us of ourselves, and so we want to. The go, end of this movie, there about? is three monologues at the end of this movie yeah. that are so heavy-handed. They become. There's an interesting comical. note when we get to it about Caesar's yeah. monologue at the end. Yeah, we'll 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 hit the monologues all as a piece at the okay, end because it's enough. like when you're watching them, you're. Uh, but um. Yeah. This and you know I think if you had given me dialogue, if you'd given me writing, because there are movies I like a lot that have really poor writing. Mm-hmm. But make up for it in charm. In the rest and of the camp. charm, absolutely. And there's no, there's not, no, not any real camp to this movie. There's no charm or jauntiness. There's no, you can get away with it in horror movies if you have like killer gore or a right. ton of nudity. This movie has those holy shit moments in that. Yeah, yeah, this movie has no crutch to prop up the bad writing, which is, I think, another one of my issues with it. Now, again, though, like laughing right now at its ridiculousness, it's a fun. It's still a fun mm-hmm. movie. It's a dark fun movie, but it, it does lack some of the some of that special jouissance or whatever, that right. special quality that the first three had. Um, what did you think of the letting uh, McDowell pick his own name? Oh, my God. OK, so dumb. All right. Yeah. So they, <laughs> it exists so that we can get him named Caesar. Right. That uh, I, that's that's the entire thing. You almost it almost feels like three was supposed to be the last movie because they're like an ape named Caesar will rise and say the word no. But it wasn't his name wasn't Caesar. There so was something else that he was called. He was named after Doctor Doom. The yeah. other the, not actually Doctor Doom, but right. the the Doctor who dies, the ape Doctor who dies in three. Right. So th- the filmmakers are like. Mm, well shit he needs to be named Caesar How do we do that and they're like It almost feels like the first Idea mm-hmm. where they're like alright come up with Ten ideas on how he can make his own name and They're like what if you opened up a book and he pointed At Caesar and they're like that's the one That's it perfect and the other guy's like I have an idea And they're like shut up shut up Jerry don't fucking waste Our time we have them all pick we their own names We nailed it well no it's just that guy Oh he, goes, he only has a name Yeah right. the governor because he's like I'm gonna revive my An old tradition of my wife's And I let you name yourself and then Caesar does the like, I'm pretending to be dumb and open the book. And then he's like, flip, because he's a speed reader or right, whatever. He can... He's just like, and, which is interesting because he does seem to flip randomly to the page. So is this destiny? Is this evidence of, pre- this is bad of preordination? Is well, okay, let's try and take it on its own terms, though. Okay. Because I think that this moment is key. Because if he truly, if it had been too uncommon or something, it would have been. It's a book. Ah, King Tut. It's a book full of a hundred billion na- words, right? You know, or not a hundred billion. That's do a we lot know of what words. book it is? Is it like an unabridged William Shakespeare, or is it, it more be. like it, a it list of? It wasn't written as a play, though, right? It's te- it's <laughs> right. actual just text. It was the it was the the it could be a history. The hundred and fifty one most popular eight names in nineteen ninety one could was be the that. Book. Yeah, that was the book. <laughs> right. And unless every name in the book is Caesar, like there's a chance that he's gonna pick Bobo. like. Or the Right <laughs> You know like <laughs> Your name is if Right exactly <laughs> You know like right. Flipping through And it's like An ape named Isthmus <laughs> Right Or whatever Like right. he, he could have picked Any word And he just Because if you watch Roddy McDowell Flipping through the book He's not looking for anything No he's, he's not just scanning flip, the pages Flip flip point Caesar I think the It may be a little bit of both I think that he looked At the page and saw Oh shit Caesar I know something about Caesar mm-hmm. But but wait, he doesn't know anything about his parents' prophecy. His no. parents telling about but the future. But the name isn't even Caesar in the third one, is what I'm saying. There's no. no... Wait, wait. But they say his parents, Cornelius mm-hmm. says, 
um, the first ape to talk, the right. first ape to speak, which actually ends up being, well, it's, it is technically him, but the one who says right. no is the female. I thought right. that was kind of interesting. That is interesting, yeah. But Cornelius, because, you know, that's like, maybe we just, maybe there's flaws in their history, but Cornelius says, the first ape named Caesar ah, okay. stands up to and says a word that he'd said to, that the man no, heard from right. man, and he says no. So Caesar is the ape in their history, in the okay. future history. Because for some reason, I thought I remember that being a different name, so it didn't make sense that he would be named Caesar. No, it so. is. It's okay, Caesar. Gotcha. Caesar is the ape that says no. So when, that was why I was confused at three when they named oh, him right. something else. Right, right, Because right. they name him something else, and I was like, so who the fuck is Caesar? And it ends up being him, and he changes his name. So that's that's where the confusion here's, was. Here's my argument. Some muddled shit. I I just blew my own mind. I think this is the single most important moment in this film, and is the most important movie for the or most important moment for the next movie because this proves the inevitability of, of history. What's happening? Right. Because at random, out of a book. He, cause he just, you know, he, he does flip through, maybe he sees it, but even if out of all the pages in that book, that's the one he flips to and he sees a name that rings a bell for him where he's like, Caesar, that would be fun and ironic, a king. And he picks it. The fact that he randomly flipped to the page and is able to randomly pick that name to me, it's the chaos of the universe comes together and it's actually ordered and organized. That the, and yeah. That the universe is on a track. Right. Because they try and wiggle out of that in the fifth movie to give you some stakes by saying, like, nothing is set in stone. Right. This, to me, is evidence that we are it absolutely is set in stone, set in right. stone which unfortunately removes all of the stakes from three, four, and five. Right. Because we've seen one, we know where this train goes, and... If nothing can be changed, then the stakes de facto have to be small. Because I, maybe some individual lives will be affected, but the outcome is the same. The planet is destroyed. So right. ultimately, everything we're watching is pointless. So we have to be, in order for us to care about the movie, then it would have to be small stakes then. Yeah, you'd have to get, you'd have to Stephen King it. You'd have yeah. to get us interested in individual people like really strongly. Like in The Mist or something where like. Yeah, that or like Insomnia, mm-hmm. where Insomnia is just such a weird trippy book. And it's st- all the cast are like geriatric people. They're like yeah. in their seventies and eighties. Yeah, yeah. So like, you, unless I care really strongly about these people, none of it matters. Exactly. Right. So, have you read Insomnia? Long time ago. I'm a, I'm on know, a long walk with the I know King you're right doing now. It, so so yeah. I won't spoil it. But dude, the end of that movie, Stephen, you almost get the sense that Stephen King was like, "Oh, the stakes are too small." Oh, and he turns the <laughs> dial up to like twenty, and you're like, "Oh my god!" That's King for you. Um. Yeah. In the best, most delicious way possible. So when I was watching this movie, I real we, we talked about it in three. I don't like the whole like we have ways of making you talk. That like cruel government man. Mm-hmm. The like the I black thought bag the, uh, spook. The, uh, the 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 cone of silence or not cone of silence? Shit. <laughs> the authenticator. Thank you. <laughs> the cone of silence. <laughs> I went full get smart there. For I didn't a like the dunce cap. <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like the cone of silence. No, I thought it was fucking yeah, stupid. Because one, I'm so happy right now. Because one, if you fucking have the 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 cone of shame, yeah, yeah, why is use that from Jump Street? Just fucking fire it up, fire it up. Day one, we need the information. You just fuck around with More it to catch him in like shit. a dumb human. They're shit. like, we've been interrogating him for a month. He'll never crack. We're actually gonna get a statement from him, have him sign it. 
so that we can catch him in his lie. Who gives a shit if you can put him in the machine that makes him only tell the truth and nothing but the truth? So hold your penis. Like go f- day day you- one minute three. Right. Click that thing Click on. Click that thing on. Hey, is your monkey the monkey we're looking for? No. Five minutes later. He's hey, like- governor, we got all the information you need. <laughs> I but seriously, like the torture is coming out. Gloves all bloody, right. wiping sweat off his face. He's, He's just not like giving us anything, boys. Fuck that Armando's a tough nut to crack. I guess we got to use the authenticator. Oh, God. And the other guy's like, "Hey, wait, why don't we use the authenticator?" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I was we, we had the one that. guy's like, "That's a great idea." Pulls the gloves off. He's like, "Hey, Armando, we have a question for you." Boop. Tell us everything you know about the ape. When I was 17, <laughs> here's how it all started. I put a, I put a berry in my butthole. <laughs> like, we don't need to know about that. And then I turned it into wine. Fast. And I fed it to my grandmother. Wow, he's gone mad. <laughs> we shouldn't have tortured him so hard to start right, with. We've we broke, broke his, his brain. brain. <laughs> it takes another three Every days for him time. to finally they, they recoup him. And by that point, like apes are running everything. But <laughs> he totally goonies him when he's like, when I, was I had the exact same thought when they're like. We're going to use the authenticator. And he's like, what does it do? And he goes, it makes people tell the truth. I'm like, you fucking idiots. Right? <laughs> you had you this knew the that, whole time? Yeah, you knew that was there the whole Unless time? Unless he's in the same chair. Right. You didn't it even was have to, like, it was you didn't even have to go get him. You have to change rooms. No. Or anything. Hit the button. Hit the button. One time and then ask him, boop, one question. End of film. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and we go out on a real dark note. Caesar gets shot Wait, in the back of the head. Just... Even Armando's pissed about it. Like he's like, seriously, this the whole time. You could have been. I mean, I don't want to say the truth to you, but I cannot not say what we're doing how now stupid you is are. a French sala. It is. It's from really... Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Compensation for my brother-in-law's car. <laughs> The authenticator, bad dude. You're like genius it's, of the recitation. It's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Even Armando, when they say, like, it makes people tell the truth, he looks at him like, and this is the first time hearing about it. <laughs> he's kind of just say a little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not... He's more irritated right. than, like, scared at first. He's like, hmm. why weren't we doing this hmm. <laughs> days ago? <laughs> I, but right. He comes in all, like, hangdog and tired, and they're like, the authenticator. He's like, I went through all that for nothing? <laughs> all right, so here was my note. I don't like things... There's because I watch Hostel. I think Hostel is like a, yeah. a riotous good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I don't like w- watching things that violate human will. Yeah, the sodium pentothal scene in three really bothers me. Yeah, because she becomes like helpless in the hands of these cruel men. Yes, and she has no will anymore to not tell the truth. It's part of what spooks me about like the whole like voodoo zombie, the juju zombie with the powder and the. You're still there, but you can't. You're but you can't totally control out of control. Mm-hmm. The authenticator is like a, sci- a sci-fi version of it, but I don't like when they turn that on and they're like, "So is your statement true?" or whatever the stupid question they ask him, and he's like, "No, no." And you're like, "See, that ain't cool." Yeah. Because you know, like, what's the point of having laws? What's the point of having basic human rights if your mind is not your own? Yeah. I fucking hate that. It really bugs me every time I see it in movies, like the. The watching the state torture citizens for information bugs me. Watching vigilantes torture bad guys, no problem. I at know. All. I was about to say, but I don't mind it when when Frank Miller, not Frank Miller, when um uh, uh, the Punisher does it. Yeah, when the Punisher does it, or when like 
heart. Yeah, I was thinking, City, well, I was thinking but, Welcome Back, Frank. But like, I mean, if you watch, if you watch Sin City, yeah. like watching those cops miss that particular cop misbehave. But I think it's also context because in like the pulp world, the noir right. world, or like the it's a different set of justice right. rules and and yeah. Right. We, I mean, we kind of weirdly ran into this with the I Spit on Your Grave series for mm-hmm. Patreon, which is like, is she justified in killing all these people? And that was like one of our fun questions that yeah. we wrestled with over four horrid, awesome films. Yes. Um, that's my question here, which is like, why is it that I have an issue when the state exercises that power over a citizen, mm-hmm. but not so much? But then if 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 I someone if someone was was holding Danielle somewhere and the only way to get the information of where she was was to have a state department do some sort of like thing, right. I would be like, yes, that is the first thing that you do. Now, this is an interesting uh, this is an interesting Orwellian idea that co- actually comes up in V for Vendetta, which is how many freedoms are you willing to sacrifice for safety? Right. So that this is a these movies do something strange where the movies themselves are fun ape movies mm-hmm. or just sometimes not so fun. And sometimes movies. dark. Yeah. But they really force some heavy questions mm-hmm. onto the table for conversation. This is one of my favorite questions, just it, not even in this movie, but just in general, because V for Vendetta, the, both the comic book and the Wachowski yeah. Brothers film, which, by the way, was not as bad as I thought it would be. I enjoyed that movie. Quite it's one a lot. I love that. Movie. Yeah. V for Vendetta is great. The original comic is better but that's not surprising because it's alan Alan moria but watching that one of the Mm -hmm. and also in brave new world aldous huxley's book and in 1984 like one of the questions is in exchange for safety are you willing to give up all your liberties Mm -hmm. and one of those things is like do you can do you want to live in a world where the state department can torture private citizens or whisk them sometimes it might be you in that chair right you know it's like it's the weird First they came for a blank and I didn't say anything But like do you want to get whisked away to a black box prison Where they can keep you indefinitely with no rights Because you might be a threat to national security Like that's what the Patriot Act allows It's like if they think you're a threat to national security You have no rights as a US citizen anymore So do you want to Do you want to live in a world like that? Go ahead Seriously? Something okay. just happened It did Well because I meant to bring it up on a, a couple episodes ago I don't know if you remember reading about There was a no knock raid of someone's home and some the wrong person got killed mm. by like a SWAT team or something. And again, it was just sort of like that, like what are you willing to give up for your safety? Because they were after a bad person. Right. Shot the wrong person. The wrong person's name was Tuttle. Tuttle? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> and I kind of shit my pants a little like, bit. I'm like, wait. Uh, what? That's literally the beginning of Brazil. Yeah, they shoot the wrong tuttle. They shoot the wrong bottle tuttle, right? Buttle tuttle, did, a, yeah. did a fly get in the fucking? Uh. Dude, we're living in the world of Brazil. Yeah, one of my favorite. I, I heard this recently at work the other day. So say uh, it's. I have a. It was a knock knock joke, and it starts. It goes. Say who's there. And you go, shouldn't you say knock knock? And it's no, it's a no knock 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 joke. <laughs> and then they go, who's there? And they go, uh, it's the ATF. Sorry, we shot your dog. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Another one. That's of, horrible. Another one of my favorites, based on it's kind of piggybacks off that joke because usually if you tell a knock knock joke, mm-hmm. someone around you will tell one too. So then when they say knock knock, you get a warrant. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god i was there was like this it was a oh i have a knock knock joke libertarian knock knock jokes yeah, go ahead. Is right. sure, sure. so when i was on that commercial shoot i was with like two little kids mm-hmm. and i was playing their dad yeah and we were we set up for this like dining room scene and we had to sit there for a long time while they set and shit up mm-hmm. and the little girl she just started telling knock knock jokes to me and shit and okay. i was like this is the most adorable thing i'm like i'll listen to your knock knock jokes all day, all day long and she says and so this is the one that that sticks with me okay <clears throat> knock knock who's there smell a mop does it smell a mop poo no i smell will a, not smell a mop poo <laughs> <laughs> then she looked at because i go smell a mop poo and she goes no i, I will, will not, not. <laughs> dude that's amazing that's an and awesome i night died night at the table just like crying <laughs> like i heard a laughing. bad i heard a kind of bad one the other day but i really like it are you ready why did Susie fall off the swings? Why? Because Susie had no arms. Knock, knock. Um, who's there? Not Susie. Is <laughs> that terrible? Oh, wow. A customer told me that. That's dude. horrible. I was, and she was like 60 years old. I was like, <laughs> Was she getting a chuckle the whole she time? She was. She was so delighted. And I'm like, I should I laugh? Are you filming this? <laughs> First of all, welcome. welcome. Can I get you anything to drink? Second, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, why do you open with that? That's your opener. It was so funny. Um, I don't know how we got to knock knock jokes. I don't either. But do you want to? Oh, jump no, to... knock knock. What what liberties are you willing to give right, up for right. safety? Do you want to jump to uh, Caesar as Tyler Durden? <laughs> okay. Well, it's kind of like. <laughs> Dude, did you you I'm sure you noticed, but Caesar seems to be hanging out in a lot of random places in the city. All over the place. He's everywhere he needs to be. He mm, it's a little weird. <laughs> it, everywhere. It I'm almost wondering if Fincher nodded to this movie because do you remember the scene where ed norton is like getting a cup of coffee and the waiter comes over and they he's got like a big busted nose and a black eye and he like doesn't acknowledge that it's ed norton but he like pours him a cup of coffee and then moves away and it's like one of those because it's tyler Durden. tyler durden and tyler durden's there and while he's there like the waiters are all giving each other like sneaky nods and shit in this one like apes will be doing something and then it'll be like and they'll cut over and it's Caesar just standing there staring at him. And then they start fucking it up. Yeah, and the apes immediately like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, flipping the trash can. And His stopping. name was Robert Paulson. Exactly. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> In death, apes have a name. Right, <laughs> no flipping. Shit. They're it turns, all named Caesar. Dude, it's like Operation, what the hell is it called? Operation no paper clips the real one with the nazis oh, after world war god, II. yeah uh, god damn it it's the operation from fight club but it doesn't matter but literally we have a long montage dude it's like don't yeah. look it up it's nope. like five minutes of apes doing something and then collecting weapons and, and then, then they, apes doing something and collecting weapons right apes doing something and collecting weapons this i actually liked this made me laugh out loud because it's dude it's dumb this is stupid i love the fucking shit out i know of it, so did i but oh it's, my god it's so dumb that it became fu- this is the only part of the movie where i'm like this is kind of fun this is pretty fun because all the weapons are like big old meat cleavers like that was the coolest meat cleaver ever. it's like a two-handed uh, yeah. meat cleaver I was like, like, what are you cutting with that the whole bowl right they're like well, from from asshole to fucking yeah fucker. we're just we're cutting dinosaur steaks right yeah. dude i'm Seriously. like uh holy shit it's like it's bigger than an axe the meat cleaver is like the size of it's a battle axe. It's not a meat cleaver. But when you see that and you know what they're collecting them for, my brain immediately saw that going into somebody. And you're ready. You, it gets exciting. Yeah. Because you're like you're watching the underground. Ooh, dude. Yep. Um, 
so once once the apes started getting this is my note once the apes start getting weapons and meeting in tyler durden's fight club under the bar yes i wrote down then i start caring this is when this is actually when i tune in yeah because a lot of the early stuff just I was, happening now. i was bored and now i'm like there we go the apes are about to rise so yep. i hit display as soon as armando jumps out the window is when i start checking in do actually you, do you know how far into the movie we are right now i wrote down the time code no 45 minutes wow that, there's a lot of movie left too, but this is this is deep in to finally be giving a shit. Yeah, there's a there's a section of a screenplay according to Save the Cat, which right. is called the setup. And one of if you go through the end of the book, he's like uh, common problems with beginning screenwriter screenplays is too much setup, not enough. He calls it fun and games. The reason you came to see the right. movie, this is what you want. The see. reason we came to see this movie is to watch the clash between humans and apes, and it doesn't even start. Until almost an hour of film That's too long That is way too long I think that's a big part of why this movie like Seemed boring At the 45 minute mark We get a, a marked turn But also you do have to see Caesar going through some things Not as much as he did to get to the point of Well think about but think. Or do you even need Think back about the beginning of the movie though Most of what we see isn't Caesar going through stuff It's explaining the history that's You're alluded right. to in three. We're so recapping two and three. We just world build for 45 minutes to show us like, hey, Cornelius Could and have Zira. been done in five minutes. Yeah, honestly, you could. You can get, you You start with uh, Armando and, and Caesar walking through the streets. The ape starts getting beaten. Our first reveal that this is Caesar is when he yells human bastards. They Caesar escapes, but they nab Armando. Right. Get him into questioning. Because they heard, they saw and heard his monkey speak. Right. His ape speak. Don't, I don't need to see all the like, here's how we condition the apes. Here's how an ape slave auction goes. You can show me Caesar watching an ape slave mm-hmm. auction, but keep him underground. Keep him as like a rogue ape because then you have chase sequences. You have right. him fighting guards. Exciting things. There's an ape loose in the city. Right off the bat, you have conflict and your setup is less than 10 pages, less than 10 minutes. And the whole rest of the movie can be basically an action flick. But instead... They want to show us every nuance of Mike Myers' childhood and explain why. Why the apes went bad. Right. But it's even and worse. And how horrible the humans are. It would be like if the first if the first Halloween movie was like Michael Myers. 45 My- minutes or of Michael Myers therapy, getting, se- therapy sessions. No, it's, and- it, my thing is knowing the end. Like, oh, right. why are we building so much world? Because I know that Heston's going to blow it the fucker up. <laughs> you know, like, anyway. So this movie has some structural problems. If I were to remake it, I'd probably remake it exactly how I just described because that sounds fun. Sounds great. Like, and he's gathering apes off the street, like dude, you building an underground use organization. Caesar like a, a combination of the Weather Underground and the Black Panthers. <gasps> Make him Edgar Friendly from Dem- Demolition Man. <laughs> I've never seen Demolition Man, dude. Oh, that's great. I know. We, we, well, we'll do that. We'll do that eventually. Uh, season four. We're gonna well, we're gonna he, catch up on the movies we haven't he, seen. He gathers the the humans underground. Gotcha. And then they they build their forces. Well, the movie. This movie, even though it's 1972, it has the feel of the like 60s and 70s countercultural yeah. movement. So, and honestly, with all of, with how hard they're hitting slavery. Uh, you could you could update this movie today and still make it about civil rights and give it Absolutely. that give it that throwback feel by turning the apes into like a pseudo Black Panther or pseudo like um, intellectual terrorist group mm-hmm. like the Weather Underground uh, carrying out like daring bombings and stuff. Right. Because then then and then you have and then to, that's an exciting movie too. Right. You got you got bombings. You can have you don't have to have one gigantic battle that is so 
gigantic and long that it starts to drag. I'm watching an action sequence. If I'm watching an action sequence I and I start to get a little bored. I riot. Yeah. And there was a lot of really cool shit happening, but it was just... Like Dude, so much of it. My here, I, I I picked up on it in this movie and in Battle. And here's something that happens in both of those movies: they front load the movies with a shitload of world building and exposition, and then end with like a 20 minute battle sequence in yeah. both movies. Mm-hmm. It's like boring, 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 charming moment, boring, boring, boring. And now what you've all the been battle. waiting for. Yeah. And I'm like, cut that battle sequence up and spread, pepper it through spread the it movie. Out, yep. Like anything more, because I don't think people realize how long five minutes is on film. Anything longer than five, maybe ten minutes, I'm like so fucking, I'm bored. It's mm-hmm. because it gets monotonous. If you just showed me ten minutes of explosions, I'd probably watch two minutes of it. And then I'll be like, the first two minutes, you're like, oh man, you're like, that oh, was a big one. Shit. That was a big one. That was a big one. And then you're like, seen it, seen an explosion. Is there a different kind? Right. Guess not. Yeah. So, um. The Gestapo guy, the, the, the guy, Nazis, the guy who will show up again in five as the, like the weird mutant leader. I wrote down Gestapo guy looks like Tim Curry and Carl Hartley had an ugly baby. Yeah, he did. There was a little bit of me in him. You saw it, didn't you? I did. All right. I was God like, damn it. Because <laughs> I had the note in for battle that not Carl Hartley. <laughs> not Carl Hartley bombing around, dude. I was watching and I was like, should I even bring it up? Yep. Cause I thought it. So <laughs> I was like, he does. He's got a touch of the a old. Bit. I would say eyes. I would say Orson Wellesian, but <laughs> he's got a touch. Yeah, a little, little Orson Welles in him. Uh, well, that's because you got a little Orson Welles oh, in yeah, you. Yeah, thank you, baby. I want to have all of Orson. Um, I'm gonna skip that note because it's a bummer, and we've already hit kind of the bummers. And I so okay. I my my reactions kind of. Gently shifting on this I'm finding it funny because of its flaws Now when Mm -hmm. I first watched it I was like "Uh, You just didn't execute this very well Is this anyone's favorite Planet of the Ape movie? Not mine I know but Why do I have so many notes left? I don't know it's crazy but do do you think Do you think there's anyone who when they're like This is is my second favorite Really? Yeah Wow. I really dig this movie Okay. I think I dig it because it is the perfect mix of that type of movie that I already enjoy, that dystopian utopian 1984, sure. like this is it's 1991 was the future in 1970. I fucking love that shit. So that feels like Omega Man and like right. all these really weird. So it, it it hits a lot of switches that I'm already like programmed for anyways. Mm-hmm. And I like the dark nature of it. I, I And it is super fucking goofy. And I was laughing while I'm taking my notes for the same reason why we're laughing now because it's cheesy and stupid. Right. I, I think that Escape from the Planet of the Apes is probably the best of them, and it's right. I love the the Cornelius and Zira. Is that your fir- is that your favorite? I think so. Escape. Yeah, Planet Planet. I'm gonna the, the original yeah. OG lives in the hole. There's that's I don't think no, you no, can no. touch fold it. No, no, fold it in. Fold in Planet's the best one. Though. Planet's the well, not the best though. Your favorite. My favorite. Es- my favorite's Escape. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I don't care because I the best. love apes. I love apes in the city. And apes in the city was really great. fun. And I just love the two of them together. Those two actors doing that I don't know Zira and Cornelius just love them mm-hmm. um, I think the the second one is weird as shit but it's su- such a problem with the slowdown in it and too many chasing I think I go board as one fuck. three two okay for me cool and then probably four and five cool. in that order yeah um, <laughs> um I have a note monkeys with go juice what the fuck Dude, does that it mean? goes so f- here's what happened so like 
Oh, uh, these are all notes for the, these are all the riot notes. Oh, well, here, let's get to the riot really quick. I wrote down, um, wow, that ape revolution really escalated quickly. I mean, it really got out of hand fast. It, yep. Because there's like, we're gathering a few weapons in the basement. Ooh, now we're doing some like civil disobedience where yeah. we throw the trash cans. And that's like, and then one day Caesar's just like, get the bazooka. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And then so, and rather than like 20 apes in a basement, by the way, the, the, the gathering of the weapons and the one guy brings him a, a strainer. <laughs> that's right. It's like a fine mesh sieve. <laughs> and Caesar looks at it and looks at the ape and he's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he Thank throws you. it in the garbage yep. as soon as the apes gone. Like, there's a lot of funny bits. I in like that. that. Yeah, bit because they're still apes. And it was one of this is a cool little. This is a clever note in the writing. Again, there's there's small moments mm-hmm. like raisins for tips when they bring him their owner's shopping lists and, and he, he adds them. He adds. Stuff oh, I'm gonna to pick it. up a, 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 a the revolver that's been repaired. Add 100, 100 rounds, rounds of ammunition. ammunition. Yeah. Right, and he's there's like one where he's like, uh, you know. Two kitchen knives, blah blah right. blah, and he's six kerosene, kerosene, two gallons instead right. of one, and he starts adding stuff to the shopping list and using the humans' money against them, yeah, making them build their own wall, if yeah. you will. No, I love that. <laughs> I love absolutely. Capital, yeah. I love that. I shit. thought that was cool, but then all of a sudden, man, there's like. There's like a thousand apes in the streets and they've all got cleavers and shit. They've all got M16s or future gun well, weapons. Well, they, they steal them from the, fir- the armory. They kill those. They kill humans hard, hard? and fast. Yeah, they man. do. They swarm them and then pummel them. The, uh, what about the two apes jumping off the roof with kitchen knives, dude? That apes was, with kid—that was spooky. Yeah, I wrote down. There's a nice gnarly headshot in this too. With the spurt, yeah, the blood spurt. It's yeah. quick. It was. Yeah. It was, I was like, like one Whoa. and done. <laughs> I was so happy to see it though. I the the blood effect is. I think it's slightly off because it looks like the dude gets shot in the head, but the blood comes out of his like shirt collar. Yeah. It's so fast though that it's just like my brain. You put see, it together. You just see yeah. like pff, blood all of a sudden, yep. and you're like, it's the only. I think it's the only blood in the movie. There's some blood on uh, on um, one of the apes' heads, I think, at one yep, point. Yeah, she's cut at the end. Yeah, she gets she gets cut and is bleeding. Bleeding but on like, her forehead, but that's but it. There's nothing really mm-hmm. overt other than that. Goddamn that that shot! It's quick too, right in the middle of the riots. A lot of Wham. like, ooh, 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 and then there's a split second shot of a human taking a bullet in the face, and you're like, whoa, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. I'm wondering if that's what they got the PG for, where the the MPAA was Most chickening out. And then there's like, a lot of torture in it. There's a shitload of torture in this movie. Oh, that's one of the most chilling scenes to me. Roddy McDowell selling the electroshock torture was harrowing, dude. Like that put that put full on goosebumps on on both arms when, when he's he, screaming. When he's pretending to get ba- electrocuted. No, when or? he's actually the first time when the volts are working. Well, and I his guess back he's is, always pretending to be electrocuted. Well, he, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, when Caesar is actually, yeah, both be, times being but, electrocuted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was but, the, but, and God, dude. When he says, "Please have mercy," have mer- have pity, have pity, yeah. and they're like, "Make him talk again." Fuck, dude. You're like, fuck you. Yeah, dude. Hum- mm-hmm. That that's what my bummer note was about. Was about that scene, and I'm like, I just don't want to talk. Don't want to talk it. about it. No, fair it's enough. Too. It's it was that is a super fucking bummer scene, yep, dude. It is. When you're out of that, you're like, I don't even want to watch the rest of this. Nope. You you eventually get back into it, but after that scene, you're just like, God damn it. Yeah, you, absolutely. I think some of the mental gymnastics that I'm struggling with that's making me rail against this movie a little is it makes me hate humanity almost too much. Yeah, me too. Because this is my year of like, you know, like, humans are generally good. Yes. We can change the and world. This we is can showing make you things how better. horrible. Yeah, and then it's just again and again, them being like, 
<laughs> don't humans suck? Hey, humans are never gonna change. And then we get Caesar naming himself, and it's like, all oh, this is predestined. There's nothing we can do. And I'm like, that's that's too bleak for me. All right, I'm gonna go and I need a thermos <laughs> of happy right now. Right, I'm gonna go and uh, you know load up my credit card with groceries and bring them to a homeless shelter or do something. Yeah, to seriously, just to it, combat this. It's pretty dark. And man. then, but then we have that dark moment, and then immediately follow, we have the guard whose only job to do is to like make sure the voltometer is working and maybe check for vitals after you kill. Dude, that guard who's running the the shock table, totally shit at his job. One job to do, you kill the monkey. Right. He's not even looking at gauges. He didn't at all because when he turns nope. the dials up, all the gauges stay at they, zero. Yeah, zero. And, and then he's, he's like, ah, he's dead. He's looking right at the gauges too. Yeah. And he's just like, it's weird. It's not registering any uh, electricity of any but kind. he's moving real good. Yeah, he's getting shocked. So it must be the gauges that are they, wrong. They're not working too good. Yeah. And then when they stop it, yeah, he's dead. They didn't even like didn't take check a pulse. nothing. No, he's just yeah. like. What you meant to say, guard, is he's not moving because, you know, hey, do you die every night when you go to sleep? Right. Goes home, his wife's taking a nap. He's like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything's like, dead. You're like, uh, uh guy no. sitting at his. Ah, uh, we need a new dog. Oh, wait, too soon. Guy. <laughs> a guy sitting at his desk looking at his phone, reading it, but totally motionless. He's like, yeah, Jim's dead. Jim's dead. Jim's like, no, I'm not. No, oh, Jim's alive again. Jim Don't do that to me, Jim. stares at him all confused, but he's not moving. He's like, ah, Jim died again. They're like, we need to fire this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just keep seeing people are dead. His job is actually kind of contingent on whether or not things are alive or dead, because he's the electroshock guy. We should probably get someone who probably understands find some new, what understands death is. <laughs> um, uh, let's hit the riot. Us. Let's hit yeah. the riot. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the cinema... <laughs> Sorry, that sounded hilarious. Oh, what? <laughs> but One of my positive notes is that I, Carl Hartley, yeah. love the sound of shoes in older movies. I fucking noticed it too. The clippity clopity clippity clop It's all ADR shoes. Because you get the sandy grittiness underneath it. When that big when that big group of soldiers comes around and like slowly settles together, it's like a hundred and then as they like slow down and gather together, it's, you you know what they're doing is they're miking a shitload of people doing yep. shoes with their hands on boards. On boards with a little bit of sand or grit right. on it, yeah. And then gradually the like sound director's like pointing at people and they stop yep. and they stop and, they, and then there's just a few boots left as people fall in line. But it in no way matches the picture and you're like, yeah, ADR boots are awesome. Do you, do you want a little bit of uh, inside baseball on my, Carl Hartley's favorite Sound, favorite Foley moment Not in this movie But of, of The Sound of Shoes My favorite Sound is of Shoes in, in anything Is it in Spirited Away? No it isn't Okay yeah. It is uh, from Any and every episode Of Jem and the Holograms When they're being Chased by like, <laughs> Bird used to watch that Yeah But Jem By military person In particular Anytime they are running Their shoes Make The most Satisfying Clippy cloppy <laughs> Sounds ever. I own the entire first season of Gem on VHS mm-hmm. only to listen. You just to put it on as like, like mm, fall asleep sounds. Clip, 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 clip. <laughs> I love it. I love this. It's a weird thing with my brain. It's one of my happy, like top five happiest sounds ever. Uh huh. Are Foley, Foley, Clippy Cloppy shoe sounds. ADR Clippy Cloppy foot. <laughs> and Gem and Holograms has some of the best. <laughs> I will keep that in mind, Carl. Um, (laughs) Speaking of production values for this film, um, the cinematography of the Ape Uprising reminds me of the riots in Detroit. 
like a yeah. lot. Yeah. Kind of in the way that the Kent State shooting yeah, I had a lot seemed of that. to be referenced in the second film. Mm-hmm. In this movie, the cinematography, yeah, that the cinematography is chaotic and disjointed and aimless. And I wrote down, I don't know if this is good or not. Part of why I got bored with the the final battle sequence in this and also in battle, the next movie, is because when the, I don't think that usually the second unit shoots action, action sequences right. so the director can focus on performances. Whoever's shooting these action sequences or ed, or maybe it's the director when he's sitting down to edit this, mm-hmm. but there's you get the sense that they got a lot of footage. They shot from shitloads of angles. They got lo- lots of angles and did lots of work. And then when they edit it, edited it, they used it all. There's so much there's of very this. little clipping on the on the on the ground. There's there's some problems with well no, there's lots of cuts, but it's it's like here's an angle of some apes running. Here's another angle of some apes running. Here's oh, an angle I of see. some apes they running used and jumping. All of it. Yeah. Right? They're okay. like we're like they're like we got, well, we got all this great footage from camera A, so let's splice it in. Oh, but we got so much and you know, it's like camera all the way through like camera Z. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's let's cut everything in. It'll be a big battle sequence. It'll be like twenty minutes. It's like no one was there to say, uh, guys, it's and also too much. there's there's something there's a like a rule of editing where you can't. There's a reason. Okay, this is a big problem I had with the next movie, but it comes up in this one too. You need an establishing shot if you're gonna change locations, <clears throat> right? And this movie, a lot of the times, it's like. Okay, the apes are running into a courtyard. Cut, and we do a, we do a quick cut, and it's like apes in the sewer, and you're like, whoa, where are we now? Where are we? We're, okay, we're in the sewer, and then it's like quick cut, and it's an ape jumping onto a guy on a horse in a different courtyard, and there's fire all of a sudden, and you're like, I I can't, I I physically can't follow this. My brain is because you're not giving. And that's me, exhausting. Yeah, you, the, they don't give me anything to grab onto. They're just like action shot, action shot, action shot, and it's it's almost like they're making a fucking music video, dude. Yeah. Like this, the worst for me is going to be in the next movie. Yeah, there's some there's some weed smells going on in the old house. This happens a lot, but um, e- e- the editing gets really disjointed near the end of the movie, and I think I think the battle sequence could have been good. There's a lot of interesting. There's a stuff lot. That there's happens. some like some of it is like it reminds me of zombie movies. Like the the apes are like a like a horde it's, of zombies that surround and right. and just completely overpower. It's almost like a first pass at a battle sequence in 28 mm-hmm. Days Later. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Some of it felt a little bit like The Great Escape to me. Like, there's yeah. some really cool stuff happening, but it was just, like you said, it's too much. It was just I, too much. I feel like this is draft one in the editing room. Right. And then you get the editor. The there should have been a couple more passes. Right. Like, yeah. the editor comes in and he's like, all right, so uh, do we have an establishing for this? No. Let's lose it. I think you could cut five full minutes yeah. out of the battle sequence. I think it needs to be I like there to be some length here I don't want it to be a five minute riot scene I think ten ten would be good fifteen is like so fucking it's really long and then I'm okay with big battle sequence move me inside how about this Cornelius and a small band go in after the governor While which we, they do at, but that's finally the, but that's the end of the battle right I, they give me get, have the outside intercut. stuff happening intercut. and then have the smaller platoon on the inside doing their it business gives right. us a little break so we have 
big battle sequence outside, like ho- horses and fire and holy shit. Then, then we Caesar and cut five inside. Spi- going through. They're working on the door. We see the governor freaking out. He starts shooting the apes in the control room. So now I have back outside. Right. I've got story. I've fires. Right. So you get to like fever pitch from the battle sequence, and then you mellow out inside, and you get into some story. Show me the battle sequence again, and you're like, shit, it's gone apes, and then cut back inside. But they just give you like, here is the big battle. Here is the inside portion. Here is the big monologue. All in chunks. Right. Cut it together. Show me some filmmaking. You know. Oh fuck, dude! How (laughs) awesome would that have been? Right. Because it is all there. Yeah. It's all shot. Yeah. It's it's all there. We don't have to. If we're gonna do redo this, we could just use existing footage and recut it. You could probably recut this into a really intriguing film that would be about an hour and ten minutes long. I wonder where fair use sits on this. Yeah. There's no way this is. There's no way we could do that. Well, we couldn't profit on it. We can no, do, we couldn't. We could, we could do, do it as an experiment. Cut. I don't have that kind of time. Neither do I, but I'm just thinking like... <laughs> this. I think this movie, this would be a fun movie to give to an experienced director. Not to shit too much in uh, J. Lee Thompson's mouth, but I don't like the next movie either. And I think part of it's because of the same director mm-hmm. on both. I think Paul Den's writing gets sloppy, and I don't know how good a director this is. Right. Because anyway, but give this to like a legit, a legit ass director, or even a legit ass film cutter. Yeah. And say recut. Have this Rodriguez movie. chop this. Hell yeah, dude! Like you could definitely. The problem is, is this is already a short movie. It's mm-hmm. eighty six minutes. Robert Rodriguez, I, I need you to get the the rights to uh, Conquest for Battle of the Apes. It wouldn't even Take be the original. I think that's part of the problem. Is is there's no there's not enough guts to make this work as a feature. You could you could cut so much of this movie that it would go down to a hundred minutes. Or not a hundred minutes. It would go down to uh, to one hour. You could get this to s- probably seventy minutes. I'm alright with that. And you wouldn't lose anything. Yeah. It would be it'd be faster. The pacing is one of the huge problems with this movie, and then also the like hyper linear way the story is told, where it's like A to B to C, and I'm like, are we gonna revisit A or B? And he's like, don't be ridiculous. You're right. Do not be ridiculous. I'm already on to D, E, and it's just you're right. It's just big blocks of shit. Yep. Without any like intercut or interplay, there's never any. There's never two lines running at the same time. No, there's barely one. (laughs) Um, however. We may have like a best stunt nomination for this film. The stuntman that gets thrown head first into the into the glass table, like, which crits. explodes with him inside it still. That's what happens when you run your Microsoft surfaces on gasoline. Oh my god, dude! That fucking table blows up, blows the fuck and turns up. into a furnace. It is it is patently ridiculous yeah. that anything. Anything would explode like that, but I loved it. Their electronics all run on fucking JP5. As <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude. They're like they're running. They're they're running the new uh, Linux Avgas. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, dude. When I was when I was watching this movie, the battle sequence had gotten long. I was a little bored. I was taking my notes and being mm-hmm. snarky in my notes, and then that ape grabs that dude and throws him. He throws him head first about. Eight foot drop. Yeah, because he's from the, the the upper section of the yeah, control center. They're yeah, they're in the control center, and there's this big glass table, like ten feet long, six feet wide. It's it, the map table that that the fancy glass glowy map exa- table. It's yeah. the Star Wars map table, yep, exactly. right? So it's like a giant light board essentially, and it goes all the way to the ground. So it's like a big box with a glass top, <sighs> and he smashes head and face first through the glass into the box bends and because he hits at a weird angle he slams his back into the edge of the box falls fully into it and then it blows the <laughs> fuck up 
without a cut. No, well, we're there. Bird, I watched it four times, and Bird did point out they the next cut we get. It's not that like. What I think it is is it's loaded with pyrotechnics okay. That really bright sparks and shit Because when we cut it's flames But when it actually explodes no fire Interesting just, py- just the, the sparky shit But still that dude fell into a box Full of pyro which went the fuck Off with him in the box It was, had gla- it was glass It's it's an amazing yeah. stunt And when we get the cut it's like 12 foot flames It's totally on But fire. still when you see it your brain goes like they murdered a man yeah. to get that shot. Holy shit, he's inside that fucker when it goes off. Dude, I was so impressed by that. I was applauding. I love stuntmen. The guy that they had love for stuntmen. the for the guard on the electric machine. Yeah. Can't tell the dead guy. He was also in charge of their stunt coordinating. And so he thought that guy was just dead already. <laughs> he's like, so yeah, he's already dead. You he can throw him through a table. Yeah, he's like, he's not moving. He's dead. He's dead. You can check him on the table. <laughs> The stunt coordinator, they're like, okay, uh, so in the movie, your character doesn't know what, like, life and death actually is, so do you know what life and death is? (laughs) He's like, yeah, you're alive right now. The director stands still. He's like, ah, director's dead. They're like, oh, no, we shouldn't have done that stunt. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, you're fired, first of all. Thank you for for your work. You can pick your check up on the way out, but you're fired. (laughs) Can't believe the coincidence. How could I mean, I believe in coincidence. Look at that, he's alive again. And he fired me. (laughs) But seriously, am I crazy or was that stunt nuts? No, it's gnarly, man. It was awesome. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I wrote down (laughs) uh stuntman head first, glass table, fireball, with him still inside, what the F (laughs) is what I wrote down. (laughs) But unfortunately, um, Unfortunately, now we are into monologue territory. Uh, we can gloss it because I don't give a fuck about these monologues. The only thing I will say. Let's really quick. I can gloss it. Gov- well, no, let's gloss the shit out of it. Governor. Governor's Governor and Caesar. Asked, why do you hate apes? And, and governor's like, because you remind of. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Blah, blah, blah. He, the fact that he gets a full page monologue. Mm-hmm. You're like watching it. Why are we here? The apes are like holding him and the apes are all crazy. But once he starts monologuing, the actors eventually are like, how long am I supposed to stand yeah. here and wiggle? So all the apes like go still because he's talking so long. Yeah. And everything he's saying is just fucking stupid. Yeah. It's like cliche after yeah. cliche oh God, after cliche. And you're like, okay. So, okay. In the cut, when we do the cut, he goes to answer. And then quick shot of a monkey shooting him in the head. Right? No, seriously. In the head. Or butt butt stomping him with a fucking rifle. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like, or skip the monologue. Or just don't have it. Yeah. Just totally skip it. So, so go, go, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> so the next monologue is once we, we drag Chatty McChatterson out into the street. <laughs> to beat him to death with to gun butts. To beat him to death with gun butts. Caesar has actually a pretty okay like his the first half of the speech is pretty cool. He's talking about like this is this is our revolution. He's is telling he's he's ushering us into the planet to what will apes. be the planet of well, the apes. McDonald tries to check his power cuz uh, they let he McDonald does. He go because McDonald right. helps Caesar earlier. Yeah, helps him quite a bit. A lot. He sets him free and lies for him like repeatedly yes. cuz he I think he, you know, empathizes with the the apes point of view. Because of the slavery right, issue, absolutely. which has been hit so super hard at that point, so they let McDonald go, and McDonald actually comes up to Caesar near the end when they're about to beat the governor to death, and he's like, "This is not how it was supposed to be, Caesar. What right do you have? Like, show a little humanity." Mm-hmm. And that's when Caesar, Roddy McDowell, goes to work on a like 
three minute monologue. It's so I mean, it's probably not about three minutes, being but humane so and humanity long. and all that. Yeah. So that was all added in. So the first cut of this film was uh, they beat the shit out of that dude, and Roddy McDowell is like, "Fuck humans, we're going." Uh huh. Right. And right. so march on. Yeah. They had screenings, and the audience is like, "Oh God, uh, <laughs> that's that's really dark, guys. <laughs> what if Caesar isn't just horrible? Well, and turn, yeah. what if he has humanity? Because we don't like that. You turn. Yeah, and so you'll even know. So he went back and recorded the whole second half of that monologue later. They wrote it in. Oh, when he turns around and he's like, "But not today. But not today. That's all added. It originally ended with." The Planet of the Apes, and they beat the shit. They fucking kill. They kill the governor. With yeah, the and then it's death. like, let them launch their nuclear weapons. We will inherit this world. It's the Planet of the Apes, and that's where the movie ended. I would have preferred that. Yeah, so absolutely. Much. Would that not be like the yeah. best ending? I would have been like, holy ever? shit! Yeah, but no, you fucking <laughs> took the teeth out of Caesar. I, I, I get it. I get and it. like. I can see it though, because during that first bit of monologue, that first heavy like, "fuck you," I'm gonna, yeah. we are gonna take we're gonna, this, this world our, and we're gonna subjugate world. humans, and we're gonna, we're about to jack shit up. Your man's time, Your time is, is done. done. Yeah. When I was watching that, I was like, this. Re- I thought it was an interesting move. One of the first really interesting moves in this film. I'm like, they just totally flipped our hero. Our hero has literally become a villain in the last six minutes of the movie mm-hmm. like we are in the we're on our way out and you just flipped caesar and made me hate him yeah. you really don't like caesar because caesar's like fuck humans fuck you that's McDowell. where i was going and i loved it i loved the whole it felt like two again thing. yeah for a second i was like i can't believe they're gonna do this you know like and you know i had some pacing problems but when they were like about to stick the landing at the end i'm like keeping that dark tone going all right and you know it does in a weird way that last moment was super effective because Caesar is like, when we will rise and we'll take this world for ourselves. And I'm like, oh, I'm back on Team Human now. Yep. And being on Team Human here is a really weird mental gymnastics thing because you've been our hero, away from it for. Well, not only that, but it's like it turns the movie into a horror movie in like the last five minutes. You're like, no, no, oh, Team wait. Human. Are we fucked? Oh, my God, we're fucked. Yeah. But then I can see how people wouldn't want to leave like uh, four bummer movies in a row. So the studio <laughs> yeah. chicken shit it out and we get the female ape go, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, Nova, no. Nova saying Taylor was awesome. But your little fake ass. No, was terrible. Horrible. Also, that that prosthetic on the female ape was shit. Yeah, it was bad. And she's a principal. Mm-hmm. The amount of close-ups they give her, I'm like, it looks like a like a rubber mask. Everyone else was solid. Yeah. Like, I believe that was the same actress that played the not the blonde the blonde yeah, veterinarian. Blonde veterinarian. Yeah. It is. She's yeah. one of only two actors to play both a human and an. That's ape really cool. In, yeah, yeah. Too um, bad they didn't give her very good appliances in this one. Yeah, the the makeup on her was a little janky, and I was like. I mean, but it's it is fun to see bad monkey makeup right. sometimes. But I was like, she's a she's a main character. <laughs> right. You, you know, should you, give her a little something. It's fine to spot the zipper on the stuntman. <laughs> right. You know, like the the guy, the ape that's jumping out of the tree. If I happen to see like a flash of arm, I'll just be like, how charming, what a cool right, stuntman. Exactly. Man. But if you show me like a close, close up, up, you're gonna want to like get Savini over here to <laughs> right, do a second exactly. pass on this ape makeup. Can we get sex machine over here, please? <laughs> uh, calling sex machine to the set. Sex machine to the set. Um. 
okay i had another i had i feel like the, I, I don't like being in the negative nancy seat it feels uncomfortable this is not a bad negative nancy seat though i, I feel like you're sitting in a because i don't feel like you're wearing hater pants or you drank your hater aid I, I feel like you're more because you are getting joy out of this i, I am yeah it's like the right? bad stuff is this bad is this is fun. not die hard shall not no, be named stop <laughs> i can't even deal with right. that this morning um you're right you're right um it's just i'm finding some some flaws in criticism one of them is now look i love rowdy mcdowell i love him that's what that monologue was too big yeah that was too much it didn't work it was like the beginning it worked and then all of a sudden and then he's getting real dude you've got caesar up there being like blow winds crack your cheeks and i'm like hmm Mm -hmm. All right. That's more to the, I think he's doing what the best he can with horrible words. It's not a good monologue no. and you've got to try and find a way to work it. Cuz he is doing that overstated like trying to be poetic. It's big. It's, and as big as fuck and it's horrible. Like it's the screaming too. When you look into the face of the world it has shunned you and come upon the what the fuck are we even talking about? Right. Now? It's part of it. I think part of it is, you know, like when you're on stage or when they're when you're first learning acting, when Mm -hmm. you're first talking about acting, the impulse is to make big moments big and small moments small. But then eventually you realize that like the big moments, you work up to the big bit of them. Yes. Like if there's a moment where your character needs to yell, there better not be a lot of yelling around that moment. No, it or needs it, to be right there and then it's ah, and then Right. If you're right if there's a fight, if there's a peak, a moment of peak, that's where you yell cuz if you yell the whole time, there's no peak to go to cuz you're at peak the whole time and yeah. Roddy McDowell's monologue here is peak the whole fucking yeah. time. It's like McDowell's like Hey Caesar, don't you think we should uh, maybe think this through? And you're like, yeah. uh, but tell me how. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. He's it. He's it. He's it. Tent revival minister the whole time. <laughs> really, it kind of is a little bit. Yeah. And I'll say to my ape and brethren, I'll yeah, say, exactly. pick up your gun, butts. <laughs> and you're just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're right, dude, because the the change in tone. Is so dramatic. It's like a record scratch, and then you kick the record table over, and then you burn your house down. Is how abrupt it is. And then you go buy a new record, an entirely different record, <laughs> right. in a different genre, in a start, different house, right, with a diff- fully different setup, new wife. You're like, Whew, you sit down. That last record was weird. You play that, and you're like, this is side B of the other right, one. Right. And you're like, I don't think <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think maybe you're. Li- this is a tape. You're listening to a tape, right. and this is choir. And you had been listening to the sex pieces. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't think these things go together. And at my, I, I'm glad you told me that little like uh, inside baseball story because I was like, because it's weird. I'm like, this is bad. This is really terrible writing, mm-hmm. and this is bad filmmaking. Why are you doing was, this? Because a lot of most of it was writing that happened after the movie had already been finished. Right. So they're like, shit, we got to do. We got to get a little bit more of a Disney ending here, guys. <laughs> we got to lighten this up. Right. We got we we're two Toy Story three. We need more Toy Story one. Yes, Tolstoy. Toy Story. Tolstoy. We're two Tolstoy. More Toy Story. That's a tongue twister. Less Tolstoy, more Toy Story. That's the quote of this episode, dude. Fucking. Oh, if we had funny. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. If we already talked about that. I'm done with my notes. Me too. My last note is, wait, that was the movie? What? Yeah. 
because I think that's the end right there. He's basically like, because yeah, then it cuts to like the the world is on fire, and he actually says Planet of the Apes, which I think is a misstep. Where they're like, you are seeing the dawn of the rise of the conquest of, of the, the escape of the revengeance of the planet of the apes. Exactly. And you're like, hmm. Yeah. That was a, that was a decision that you made. Right. Don't put that on me. Right. <laughs> 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 um, I'm not uh, entirely sure that I agree right, with, with what, what you decided to do just now <laughs> or... Maybe in most of the rest of this thing, but uh, all told, I I will probably watch this again just because, but this will definitely be like, I'm going to do the dishes. I say you probably, if you're going to rewatch the series, watch this one like fourth. (laughs) In its proper space. (laughs) Uh, I mean, dude, I I almost might just call it at three and be like, and then some. And then some other shit happens. Well, no, because here's what happens is you watch three and you're like, well, what happens next? And you go. Remember when Cornelius and Zira told them the history? Well, the next two We're movies gonna show you that. are just that. <laughs> That's all. That five-minute scene. The five-minute. Towards the end of the third one. The good bit of writing. Yeah, really good like, writing. The well-delivered exposition about the interim space between the third film and Planet of the Apes. Yes. All of that is explained succinctly, clearly, with plenty for your imagination to do in the third movie. Then what did they do? Well, then they did two bloated films... <laughs> About exactly what we were told yeah. in the third film. Oh, I can't wait to get not, into the fifth. Not one. horrible though. Like no, this it, one. I like I said, enjoyable. man. I will sit. I mean, I really like this. I one. know, I know, and that's, a lot. That's cool. And a lot of it is because the because of where I'm coming from with it. This is our reverse Valley Girl episode. Kind of. <laughs> I, it just might be because this but is such though, a man. like. Oh my god! It hits all the nostalgia for this mm-hmm. type of movie. I just fucking love it. It feels it feels fuzzy to me. Warm and fuzzy. So I want to curl up. Weird. I want to curl up with this hot monkey for and a movie so loaded with torture. <laughs> it's weird, I know, but I, I mean, I like movies like 1984 and like. Yeah, yeah, Dis- it's dystopian. It's very civil rights, and that's all yeah. super cool. I got nothing else for this, but uh, I'm good. I'm yeah. I was. Uh, oh, we didn't mention. Ma- we didn't mention the thing at the top of the podcast. We didn't. But that's uh, all right. We will we'll next time. It, yeah. yeah. So what Carl's alluding to is our. Patreon.com. So if you, oh, yeah. If you head to patreon.com slash quill and film, Q U I L L A N D F I L M, you can get all sorts of bonus content, uh, bonus episodes. We do full length bonus episodes about all uh, the, where we do sequels, we do remakes, we do reboots, which we will be doing all of those for this particular yes. bu- bundle of movies the new there's four yeah we have four more uh, actually if oh, you five if you include if, the battle if you want to hear the conclusion to this series because we only ever do four mo- four movies in a month and this is a five movie series if you want to hear us talk about the final movie in the planet of the apes trilogy or uh, the planet planet of the apes series the original yeah. we're gonna do the fifth one over on the patreon that's battle for the planet of the apes and it's uh if nothing else it's a campy fucking riot mm-hmm. movie Spoilers, I, I think at one point I referred to it as uh, Mad Max in the City of the Apes. We'll talk I about it. I can't wait to talk. I have so many Mad Max notes. <laughs> um, so you can head on over to Patreon.com. You'll get shout outs on the show like the following. We have to thank our patrons. Carl, we have a new patron. Brand like- new patron, Katie Clark. Thank you so very much for... Uh, 
for coming on board the old measuring flicks family here on the patreon uh enjoy the episodes you're gonna notice there is a metric fuck ton for you to, to enjoy. catch up on yeah. yeah welcome to the sorority yeah <laughs> we have a new the sorority frank, sister that's in the frank zappa kappa sorority studio salon and sometimes bakery an occasional bakery <laughs> um we'd also like to thank john shibe casey shibe over in the nyc this movie again takes place in your hometown i'm sure they got the geography all screwy and tell me um you know Drop me a line, uh, John and Casey. Is there as much ape torture in New York as this movie pretends there is? Do you guys go to work and just kick animals around? I don't know, but we'd like to find out. <laughs> I hope, God, I hope not. And thank you, John, for accepting my friend request on Facebook. Sorry that I uh, made you go back on the horrible <laughs> Facebook to accept. How dare I? Yeah, that was funny. There was, How dare what was I? His, what did his message he say? He said, I, I, got, I, I, I broke this my... This is the like, first time I logged into Facebook. Facebook for a year and a half. How dare How you? How dare you? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, shit, did you just like... Are you feuding with one of my better what friends? What are you doing? Why would you do that? Like, I've never said an actual word to this human ever. <laughs> and he's like, you fucking monster. I was off Facebook right. for a year. The second I got back on, I started playing fucking Farmville again. Candy Fuck. Crush. I've been on it for six days straight. Casey's left me. I've started <laughs> drinking again. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, but thank you for the thank you for the likes Thanks for the, the like back. The accept. Uh, we'd also like to thank. Uh, I'll thank Connor Sweeney this time around. Uh, did we thank him Bless yet? No, we haven't. we haven't. Thank you, Connor yet. Sweeney. Um, almost a full season with us on the Patreon from. From, from last yeah, year you jumped on board real early uh dude we love having you here we're, we're looking forward to get you, getting you on the show again here in season two we'll get so. you back fast yeah, yeah, i've yeah. got some ideas i want to get connor on for a really weird one cool i'm, I'm looking at my options we'd also uh, me personally this time i'd like to thank danielle pelshaw um how's she liking because she watches a lot of them with you how's She's she liking the apes, loving the apes movies fun, man yeah right? yeah all right well thank you thank you all so much for listening if you want to drop us a line drop it to measuring flicks podcast at gmail.com Dot com. With that, we're out of here. Now, we've been doing this new thing this month where we're dropping, with every episode that we drop, we play uh, a little bit. I'm going to eat a banana. Have at, man. Peel it and share it all weird-like. Peel it on mic. That's great. That sounds horrible in my ears. I think I've done this before. Eating eat a banana? A banana I think you have, too. It was the day that you pointed the banana at my face, and I felt like it was a gun, and I actually flinched from the banana. It was banana. That is repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the name of the song you're going to hear today is uh, Prayer to Mary Part 2 and Part 1 off of the Lo-Fi Lullabies EP. Uh, if you are a patron... Head on over to Patreon.com and you can listen to uh, our episode on uh, Battle of the Planet of the Apes. If you're not a patron, consider becoming one or roll on into the next season and you can look forward to it. Do you want to tell them what we're going to be up to for the next two months? Eight films, super deep dive. We are so deep. With the Roger man, Corman himself. The man, the eight myth, films. the legend. Oh my God. We're doing eight Corman films. I'm so excited about the Corman oh, shit, dude. dude. Oh, it's, it's our roots, so baby. All right, yeah. so buckle up. We're diving into Roger Corman. It is going to be a wacky ride. <laughs>